Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 all right we're to tuesday power panel gonna be a little thin right now uh jan morgan is on her way she hasn't arrived paul is sitting here with me and rd is out because it's uh uh you know easter uh break of course they call it spring break in a secular uh term but Easter is the reason that it started, so I refer to Easter uh, break. And uh, Carl Kimball was going to be with us, but there was a misunderstanding that that was supposed to be tomorrow. So he may still be with us tomorrow, and just be tomorrow we'll have another thin power panel. Sounds like fun. here, So we'll have a good time. A lot of stuff going on here at the Capitol. Piece of legislation slip through the education department, the education committee in the uh, House side. It's going to be in front of the House today. That was some of that Mike Huckabee's Jesus juice? Yeah, I guess is, it was. Is that what that, is that well, coming back? That, yeah, back in 2005, you'll remember that uh, uh, it, Governor Huckabee uh, suggested and asked uh, at that point, uh, let's see, who was it? Um, Jim Holt. No, 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 Jim oh, Holt uh, was against it. Yeah, he was against it, right. I'm, I'm, who was the uh, Sponsor. the Democratic uh, uh, hmm. senator that we had on here? Oh, Just Joyce Elliott. Joyce Elliott. Yeah. Uh, asked Joyce Elliott to carry the bill in the Senate, which she oh, did. Oh, wow. And, uh, and it was defeated, and the bill would have granted illegal uh, aliens or illegal children uh, or children of illegal aliens the the ability to get uh, scholarships to go to college. And and, yeah, these were were children who themselves were... were, Well, they were illegal. illegal. I mean, uh, people don't... People have a hard time because they say, well, they were brought here by no choice of their own. There's a lot of people that have aren't, aren't even children that were brought here at no choice of their own basically they came with their families because they had nobody else so they they had to come whether they were teenagers or uh, early 20s or whatever but the bottom line was the governor wanted to give them uh, scholarships and if i subsidized re- tuition if basically. i remember if i remember correctly it was defeated in committee and it was, I think it went on the Senate side first, was defeated there, didn't go any further. It got through the House committee yesterday. Now, mm-hmm. Dan Douglas is the one who's trying to get it through. And uh, so we have a Republican trying to, to, to work this through this time. It got through the House committee. I don't know what the votes were, but the bottom line is it got through. Right. And it's going before the entire House today. All it needs is 50 plus 1 to pass. I guess so. So, uh, and then it would have to go to the Senate. Right. Uh, I uh, I put out the, the word last night and, of course, asked people to call their 
state representatives and let them know that they wanted them to vote against it. Um, I don't have the number right in front of me. Um, HB 1684, I believe. 84. I think, yeah, yeah 1684. that's it. 1684. That's it. And uh, I hope that it will be defeated today. Uh, Douglas will be on with us. And, you know, I, I got to ask him. He voted against a pro-life bill. Mm-hmm. That would have been Rapert's bill, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, think, I, I think it was. Okay. That he, he sponsored vo- the... He voted against that. He, he's uh, sponsored another bill that was defeated. It was designed to um, allow a doctor-assisted suicide. Yeah, doctor-assisted suicide. It was defeated in committee, and now here he is running another bill for scholarships uh, for... And, and he'll... I think the tact he'll take is that it wasn't for illegal aliens. It's for, you know, anybody who's graduated from a, a school here in Arkansas or has been here for three years, I believe is what it is. But, but it, it, it just, happens it just blows the door open mm-hmm. for dreamers and all yeah. the rest of them. So right. um, we'll see if that can get out of the house today uh, when it's voted upon. I saw Kenny earlier. He's here. He's broadcasting, I believe, from the gallery. So you should be able to see that uh, on uh, Facebook. Uh, Today, you can't watch me on Facebook. We've really had problems with the Wi-Fi here. The Wi-Fi works really good in the House chamber and the Senate chamber. But you get out of those two places, and it's like it almost doesn't exist here. (laughs) I mean, it it really doesn't. It's, it's, It's worse than spotty. It, it's it's worse than that. I, you you get down into the cafeteria, you can't hardly get nothing. Mm. You know, just says try again, <laughs> retry, try again. Mm. It does that, and it does that here when uh, I'm on the air. Even my cell phone has problems. So hopefully we'll get that uh, next year. We'll have or two years from now we'll have it set up. I, I, looks like I'll have to be asking for some uh, body to sponsor. Uh, to drop a, a wire or something, uh, a landline, so that we'll be able to to uh, have enough broadband coverage to do. We thought we were going, and so did uh, you know Bureau of uh, of the what was it Legislative Affairs thought we would be able to hope you know plug into theirs and use their particular line uh, for. Uh, the the necessary broadband we needed, but Homeland Security <laughs> said absolutely not because it allows us to get into their system and we could screw everything up here uh, at the Capitol. Not saying that we would, but I'm just saying that's what they they're saying that we could. They, they don't want competition from this so stuff up. They don't want, yeah, they don't <laughs> want us doing that, so they they won't let us use it. So we've been trying all different remedies, and nothing uh, can can survive yeah. in all of this marble. It just kind of crashes and burns. Yeah, that's the problem. The marble makes it very difficult. It doesn't travel through the marble. The, the Wi-Fi doesn't. So it's a, it's a problem. So when we get back in the studio, you're going to be able to watch us all the time for that, you know, from that time. Uh, we'll be here again tomorrow. Then we will be gone and back in the studio Thursday and Friday because the uh, uh, representatives and the senators are going to be gone until Monday. 
They'll be back on Monday to start business again. They're taking a shortened holiday during this time. Also, um, we were supposed to hear today at 3.30, as we normally uh, do, from Congressman French Hill. That will not happen today. Okay. Uh, he's He's got some meetings that he's going to attend to, and he will not be available today. But he'll be back with us next week, which makes me wonder what the meetings are about. If they're about you know playing tennis or something like that, <laughs> just one. Just I'm just kidding. Who knows? Just kidding you. But he will not be with us today, so we'll pick up that again next week. We'll pick up Jr. next week again. He'll not be with us tomorrow. I will not be here. Or pardon me, Thursday. I will not be here Thursday or Friday, as I have a couple of days off as well. While they're down here, I'm going to take a little bit of downtime. And then uh, I'll be back on Monday. And Paul won't be here Thursday or Friday. Thursday, Shane Stacks is filling in for me. And then Friday, Robert Steinbach will uh, fill in for me. So there will be good shows for you on both of those days as well. Uh, Today we're expecting, uh, as we said, uh, Dan Douglas. Douglas We're looking uh, for... uh, Womack. Oh, hopefully Richard Womack should be here. Going to be coming in. Talk the gun-free zone pill that he had out there. We don't really know when they're going to come because the session's kind of crazy sometimes. Yeah, so we'll and to, they have pretty busy session today, so it may be in the three o'clock hour. Uh, I talked with folks uh, from Family Council, and uh, who's the guy who's behind the uh, Gasaway? No, used oh. car tax. Oh, used car. Yeah, um, Peyton. 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 Yeah. Peyton will be here. Did he pass that? I, I, I guess he, he got it. through. Good deal. I knew he was running it this morning. I talked with him a little bit about it. Yeah, he got through, so it should get uh, passed tomorrow at the on the House floor, and then it's got to go to the Senate, and who knows what happens when it gets mm-hmm. to the Senate. But that that's to take a used car so they don't tax you uh, unless it's over, over $7,500. Right, 7500 or above, I think, is the cutoff. And yes. Which is... It's a that's a pretty significant. Well, that's a good bill for people for lower income. Yeah, it is. It's one I mean, of those it's things. Save them some money. And the thing is, it might actually help some of the kind of. It, there's an industry about selling with selling used cars, and the sales tax is a transaction fee that's paid to the government. That basically, um, it slows down people's desire to buy cars because you have to b- give such a big chunk to the government. And then there was an interesting op-ed today in the Dem Gas, and I'm going to read it when we come back from the break. And uh, they say a lot in that op-ed that we have been saying here during our broadcasts about how we keep raising taxes here in the state of Arkansas and and uh, other states around us uh, are going to beat us to death. In fact, uh, uh, Mr. Hussman wrote uh, the op-ed and said that it looked like uh, to him that the folks over there at uh, Tennessee were doing it right and we we're doing it kind of back words. So we're going to talk about that when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about Allstate. Help you, Agent Dwayne Smith with his agency, the Dwayne Smith Insurance Agency for Allstate. Uh, says if you'll bring your insurance by for your car, your home, things of that nature, they'll compare it with Allstate, and they will try to save you as much money as they possibly can. They've already done that for a lot of people. If you got, you know, um, you know, motorcycles or whatever, they can insure them for you. 
501-819-0373 is their number. It's 501-819-0373. Or visit them at 3920 East Keel Avenue in Sherwood. That's the Dwayne Smith Insurance Agency. We're at the third floor on the house side. We'll be back, and I'll uh, read that uh, article to you from the Demgast today on the editorial page when we return. All right, back with you on Dave Ellswick's show. Great uh, op-ed today in the uh, Arkansas Demgast. Uh, I'm going to pick it up about halfway down because it talks about some of the things that Tennessee is doing. Meanwhile, in Arkansas, we're discussing whether to raise $100 million of tax revenues on cigarettes and e-cigarettes and give lower-income people an earned income tax credit, i.e. cash, even if they don't pay income taxes. It's hard to be against helping folks among the lower income with tax payments, although Governor Asa Hutchinson already has helped by lowering income taxes for those in that bracket four years ago. But would it be better to give them more cash to help with their house or car payments or maybe to buy a large flat-screen TV or help pay for a Netflix subscription or instead make community college and uh, university tuition free to those with much lower incomes like Tennessee is doing? Arkansas is doing good things. We've cut income taxes from 7% down to 5.9% over several years, but How does 5.9% compete with 0%? I've asked that question a lot. When somebody's giving everybody a full loaf of bread and you come out and say, hey, guess what we'll do? We'll give you a half a loaf of bread. Which way do you think the people are going to go? Why doesn't Arkansas offer no state income taxes, let's say, for any new resident of the state for five years? Then when someone compares Arkansas to Tennessee, the income tax rate would be the same, at least for the first five years of residency. That's an interesting idea. Yeah, considering how people move around and change jobs and careers, they may not be concerned about paying an income tax six years from now. In the meantime, those new residents would pay property taxes and sales taxes in Arkansas, which, by the way, the second highest of all the 50 states in the union, but Tennessee is the highest oh, wow. state in the union, but that isn't keeping people out of Tennessee. Arkansas has competition, and we need to respond to it. In this case, it's not just Texas. Tennessee is making all the right moves. We're concerned that by 2050, when people look back and write the history of a tale of two states, people might conclude that Tennessee got it right. Arkansas, of course, didn't. There's still time to make sure this doesn't happen and turn our state into a growing and prosperous place for all Arkansans, regardless of income. If only we would. Mm-hmm. So no, I thought that was interesting. What it's, it's just kind of shameful that, you know, we, we can't seem to get much traction on cutting government. And so when, when when they want to in, uh, when they want to make a new program, they feel the need to raise, raise taxes because they can't make even minor cuts. No, nope. to, to to fund some of these new programs they want, just like the nine one one system. What was that going to be? How much was that? Twenty million dollars, twenty five yeah. million, or something like that. Yeah. And 
they couldn't even find that little tiny bit of money um, by cutting out some of the other frivolous programs that are going on. And um, I'm sorry. When Republicans can't cut government because they're too wimpy, they're too they're too, too, too cowardly to actually shrink some government because some people are going to scream a little bit, you know, at some point, what are we here for? If we're just down here to keep the status quo and not make anybody uncomfortable, you know, why don't you just run as a Democrat? Well, the bottom line is, and I've said this a lot of times, Paul, you know, you've been with me on the show for many years, mm-hmm. is that, you know, the people who don't want to govern tax. Taxi, tax. The people who govern get in and roll up their sleeves and they cut and they do what's necessary without raising taxes. But the people who don't want to govern tax because that's the easiest thing to do i think it is kind of the easy way out because you know what this does it doesn't cause a whole lot of pain to just raise a little tax here and a little tax there but it adds up to it, a whole lot of it tax does by it's all up. over it does add up and it also grows power for the government and so it's not just the taxes it's not just the fact they're taking my money but they're taking my money and they're doing something with it and a lot of times that's something that they're doing with it is harmful to us it's taking away our liberty. It's it's um, it, it, it's it's growing the power and the scope of government, and that's that's what's one of the things we need to look at. It's not just the fact that it, it, that, it, that it takes some money away from us. Government that is powerful has a tendency to influence the way people think. It influences how they make a living. It influences a lot of different aspects of their lives. And the more government there is, the more people start to depend on government, and they get addicted to it. Yeah, and, and, you know, look, I'm not a person who's all big for a state to start paying for tuition for people to go to college. Right. Because I know too many people who go over to Pulaski Tech, Mm -hmm. and they get, you know, Pell Grants from the federal government. And uh, I've been told by more than uh, a few kids that go there and by teachers who teach there that they're all there and then they get their check from Pell Pell Grant and then they don't see them again. Wow. They're they're out of there. They've taken the money and they're they're going out and living their life. Well, don't know what they do with it. I don't know. They might might have some people at the, uh, the house that... You don't need to be fed or something. Right. I don't know. Maybe and they're a, using the money for that. Who knows? But wow. the bottom line, they ain't using it for an education. Yeah. And then you got the, all these kids that, that rack up student loan debt. And then and then they think that you shouldn't have to pay it back. I read the, the article Friday about the guy who bought, uh, he went out and bought a Lamborghini. He said, I went out and bought a Lamborghini, and now I can't believe that the people who sold me the Lamborghini want their money. Oh. You know, he used that as a methodology oh. to show of the kids that go out and go to school, and uh, they, they head off to school, and they borrow all this money, mm-hmm. and then when they get done with school and they're expected to pay it back, they go, well, no, I, I want to be able, able to let the, governor pay, the government pay all that money back. I don't want to have to pay anything. I mean, what do you do? Go out and buy a house then, and you sign for a $170,000 home, and then you 
when the when the mortgage payment shows up, you say no. Government needs to pay well, that because I need a I need a place to live. We got more to talk about. We'll be back with more after the news. Twenty thousand. Wow, did I time that right? I, I've got a dishwasher that's gone out. It's leaking. The, All the, you have to do is get on the internet and how to fix a leaking dishwasher in your specific mm, type, and you can I don't fix do it. That. I got, I got, <laughs> I got brats coming out from Ward. They ca- they called me back and they said they can get to it Wednesday. And I said, okay, that's fine. Well, I need your address. I said, right fast. Nine Wildwood Drive. Mm-hmm. And she said, sometime between 10 and 11. I said, that's cool. Send me a, a confirmation and we'll go from there. Okay. She goes, yes, sir. I said, I got to go back to work. And I hung up. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, okay. And, and when I hung up and I put my headphones on and said, it was time. Here is Dave Ellswick. Here we are. <laughs> Timing is everything. So we got it. We got it together. So anyway, did you happen to see the uh, uh Op-ed from Hussman today in the in the dim gas about no. I, I've been talking to people in Ohio. I, I may have to fly to Ohio in a few weeks to help them on a gun rights issue, and I have been tied up all day. Okay, with well, that, so let I, me just tell you, Hussman. Okay. Hussman said Tennessee's doing it right, Arkansas's not, and Arkansas should get on the on the stick. <gasps> Ooh, Hussman said that. Yeah, so I thought that was That's pretty. A that big was pretty. Deal. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting about that. I'm but sure what specifically is he saying we're not getting right? Well, he said, uh, I think uh, Tennessee is working on some different things. And then he said, and what are we doing here? But raising, trying to raise another $100 million on cigarette taxes and vape taxes and things of that nature. We're trying to, t- here's what we're trying to do. We're trying to tax ourselves into prosperity. And there's no one that can tax themselves into prosperity. No. You that's absolutely not cannot. But that, that's that's a proven fact. But you know, it, it, but we're also in the business. It seems over the past four years and continuing to way, grow government. Jan Morgan, if we're, you we're didn't growing know. government. You know, I, I I like Senator Alan Clark. I was just talking to someone on social media today, but I like Senator Clark. He's done some really great things for the people of his district and for this state. But I don't like this bill, and he and I are going to have to agree to disagree on this. Oh, yeah. this, this bill that it uh, it is uh, SJ what fifteen. And it transfers power from the people and gives it to the government to determine term limits. In other words, and the bill that's out there, it will be it's a constitutional amendment. So it's actually going to change our state constitution so that legislators... If you can make it one to three. Legislators get to decide what their term limits are, whether or not they're going to have term limits. And I just think that's a very dangerous direction to go. And I really don't want Republicans to be a part of taking power away from the people and giving it to government. That transfer of power is a very dangerous thing, and when I hear it, I just don't like it. I agree with you. I mean, I was stunned when I read it, to be honest with you. And, yeah, I'll have to, you'll have to figure out that we'll just have to agree to disagree because I totally disagree with the bill. Yeah, in the senator's defense, I I know that Senator Clark is so passionate about some of the things that he's been working on, and he has made some major progress uh, on the issue of Department of Human Services and child welfare issues in this state. But, you know, my suggestion is if you want to stay in government and continue working on those, then run for a different office next time. Run for lieutenant governor. Run for governor. Uh, You know, there, there are other areas. Or get the governor to put you in charge of a department. Of an agency. That's right. So there are all kinds that does happen. Yes. yes, it does. It absolutely, it absolutely does. does. And 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 he would be good over there mm-hmm. to to take care of some of that yes, stuff. Yes, he but, would. Uh, yeah, I 
He's been really adamant, adamantly opposed to term limits. Right. Well, his term is 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 nearing. Yeah. Uh, you know, but but here's the thing: we need to be consistent as Republicans about our platform. And I was I was so excited. I, I was uh, appointed to the fourth district Republican Party fourth district committee, and I went to that meeting a couple of weeks ago. And uh, Chairman Doyle Webb handed out Republican Party platforms. He bought a big box of them and handed them out. And I was like, yes. Okay, good. Let's let's read this now and let's remind ourselves who we are as Republicans and let's adhere to that. And Republicans are not about growing government. We're about nope. limited government yes. and lowering taxes and getting Can the government tell off the, Republicans the backs that? of the people. I'm trying to tell them that. I'm trying. I'm trying. They're not listening. I mean, can, can we take bets on how much... How, how much higher our taxes are going to be after this session is over? I know. I mean, I we, know. We, so we started off with it was a $95 million tax cut, supposedly. Mm-hmm. But we've gotten, we've pretty well neutralized that with the um, fuel taxes. We've got the 911 tax. What was that? Was that 20 something million dollars increase? Yeah, it's. Have you added? Have you done the numbers? That had to be. Have no, you done I'm, the numbers? Because I think we we are far beyond just neutralizing. No, the no, tax no, 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 we are, no. We are far exceeding. Yeah, I think I think we're going to far exceed it. But and then and then with some of the other stuff. But the thing is that that spending is up. I mean, it will if we continue at this current rate, Paul. It will be over one billion dollars by the end of our governor's term. And I, I don't know how we as Republicans can defend that. We have got to do something about cutting spending in this state. We have to. We I don't think, have a choice. I, I think it takes some courage that just isn't here for whatever reason. The, the, you, you know, you see these guys standing around out here. Yes, they're waiting for the, uh, red, the representatives to come out. They're called lobbyists. They have a lot to do with that. They have a lot of control. They do. They do. They, do. they have and, too much control. And what's frustrating is so many of those lobbyists. So many of the lobbyists around here, from what I understand, are actually working for the government. Mm-hmm. They're actually taxpayer funded. Why aren't these guys being arrested? Why, why is it that, that tax dollars are being spent on political ad- advocacy? You know why? I can tell you why. I can tell you why all these horrible things are happening, Paul. We don't stop it. It's because we the people. We are not paying attention. We like free stuff. We are, we, we are not getting involved. And I, it's not just that we like free stuff. I think there's a lot of people in the state that don't like that. They don't want socialism. They don't want big government. But they're so busy working. It's hard to stay on top of it. You admit, we have to admit, it's hard for me to stay on top of it. For and sure. I'm, I'm focused on it all the time. Think about people that are out there trying to, to make a living and take care of their kids. And, well, and a lot of times people just don't think about it, too. It's just they, they grow up going to public schools. They, they watch the news. And it's that you don't have to tell them that. But that, the news in this state is partly to blame too, because oh, they're agree. not I, staying on top right, of it either. Right. Every day I pull up here, and all these news parking spots are vacant. Empty. Just about they're empty. I was like, empty. Where? You know what? If I owned a TV station in this town, I would have a bureau established at the state capitol during session, and that reporter would their full responsibility would be to we're going to check in with you every newscast. What's going on at the capitol today? What bills are, are going through the committees chance. that are most impacting people's you lives? You know what it's like. Like you worked in the business just like I did. They don't want people like us anymore. They want people to tell story about 
Bob's dog over there had terminal cancer, and yeah. Bob just can't handle that anymore. And so he's he's going to see a guy that gives him therapy about losing his dog. Hence the reason I'm out of the news business. <laughs> it got too much about <laughs> money. You know, I'm so mad about Judge Janine Pirro being bumped from her show. I mean, you know, it, it's gotten so... Is she coming back? Have they said... It's not looking good. Really? Uh, it's not looking good. No. Uh, so they figured and, and, they could get rid article, of her and Tucker, huh? There was an article on Gateway Pundit. Well, they're trying. You know, look at the, the, the most conservative voices on Fox. The far left has been after them for so long. Oh, Sean yeah. Hannity. Uh, and, and they've been able to take some of them out. And it's it's frightening that they, they look Bill for opportunities. The le- that's right. The smallest little thing. If you look at what Judge Janine said. She wasn't no attacking Islam. No. She was asking a question. Can you? Does that hijab mean that you are Sharia adherent? And if so, can you uh, can you conform to uh, Sharia law and constitutional law? Because that, that's what not she wanted same. to open the discussion for a debate. She just asked a question. Uh, but you know, and now she's been labeled an Islamophobe and all kinds of horrible things. And yeah, of course. Uh, you know, it's just sad that, that we are in that, that point in the news media that we're censoring voices. If you don't like what someone says or it hurts your feelings, then shut them down. Free speech. I know that's something you've well, been how, pounding how, on. Yeah. For- how, how else do you stop it? When, when, you've, when so many other aspects of, gov- or of the traditional systems are not working, I mean, they've had public schools, they've had the courts, and conservatives are still making headway, it seems like, in, at least in some areas, even though... The, the the left has such a, a severe advantage in all of these places. We stopped it. We we I, I say we. I'm talking about this this power panel. Last week there was a, a piece of legislation that was was horrible. 1705. That's right, and it uh, it looked yet. like it was. Well, I know I heard, but we got it pulled from the table because of so much uh, backlash. And if it comes back and it's still wrong, we're still going to there. will be a lot more backlash. more backlash. We're not going away. Yeah, we're not I, going away. I, I think there's some there's some strong opposition to that that I think it'll help. And, and it's and, uh, but yeah, it's the, we're getting some we're, we're we're winning some battles. We are. But I, we, I, we I haven't think won the war, and we're a long no, way from no. winning we, the we war. We haven't, and I think I think we're still going backwards. Because spending still going up, we're we're not really improving liberty much, if any, and we're still growing government. Right. Well, we got a lot to talk about when we come back. Something just popped up today nationally. We got to talk about this because it really flipped me out when I heard about it. I talked to Paul a little bit about it, and Jan. When we come back, I'm going to keep it a secret from you until we come back. Because I just I hate wa- surprises. I want to. I might need to think on this. Be, I'm glad that we don't have Demevo here because this is two you, against one. You would you think that her head about. was going to explode Uh-oh. if you could watch her face when I tell her about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm going to talk about. That's all coming up when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Here's Richard. All right, so I, I wanted to tell Jan Morgan, and then I'm Richard Womack, Senator, uh, joins us. Representative. Representative, Representative Womack. I want to talk to, to him in a moment, but I want to talk to you, Jan, because okay. the Democrats want to try to pull a Franklin Roosevelt mm-hmm. and mess and, and stuff the Supreme Court. Have you heard about this? Well, yes, I did. They want, what, okay. 15 members yes, on the they Supreme do. Court. They're going to change them. They want five Democrats, five Republicans, and then... The, the two groups will decide 
who the other five are they're going to put on the so, Supreme so they, Court. They want well, it's because they're desperate. You know what this is about. It's about Roe v. Wade. That's the only way they've ever been able to get their problems. They're, 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 the whole thing that they're trying to do through. To so this massive top, top branch of government, which they've made themselves into, wants to be able to select their own judges now? Yes. That, that's what... That's. I'm sorry. The Supreme Court needs to be right. reined in. I'm going I'm to stop right here because we just got a few minutes with uh, Richard Womack, and I don't want to get up talking about a national thing. I can talk about what's going on in the state. See, Representative Womack... Yes, You're sir, not a happy y'all. camper today, are you? Well, I could be better. I could be better, but I'm thankful to be involved in the process. Okay, so you had a piece of legislation out there, uh, gun-free zone law, right? Right. Okay. Correct. And uh, I heard that uh, a couple of people who said they would back your piece of legislation suddenly decided they weren't going to back your legislation. Is that right? Well, we had, I told all the committee members, we had several that uh that supported this piece of legislation, and I told them before the session started because I knew with Moms Demand Action in every town, you say, you know, it would be a circus and committee, mm-hmm. and they take a beating in all honesty in mm-hmm. their districts. And so I told them, I gave them my word that if we did not have the votes to pass out of the committee, I would not run that piece of legislation. We had the votes in different, you know, it, the ten votes didn't look the same through the whole process, but we we held on to ten votes until okay. last night. So. So what Republicans were not going to vote for it? Well, they all had their their own unique situation. Some some were no's. Some had a reason to question this or that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say they're no's. I'm just going to say this group were not yeses. Mm-hmm. Uh, representatives fight. Uh, Maddox. Charlene fight. Uh, wait, Lanny? What Charlene. I'm sorry. Oh, Charlene fight. Charlene fight. Okay. Uh, John Maddox, who is on vacation. Okay. So, he, he couldn't vote. So, uh, so but it, it, w- w- wait a minute. Let me just ask something here. You know when you run for office, when you're supposed to be in session, and you take vacation during the time that you're supposed to be representing the people of your district. That means that when you're on vacation, those thousands of people that you're here to represent, they don't have a voice on a particular issue. So let me just say that that was a very inconvenient time for him to take a vacation. And we're not having a death in the family or anything like that. This is just we're taking a vacation. That, that's my understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, okay. and I'd like to note that this was on a special called order of business. So everybody had a heads up for a couple of weeks that this, mm-hmm. this okay. was going to happen this day and this hour. All right. Uh, Back, back to our list, Representative House, Representative Barry, and Representative Hawks are the rest of the Republicans on that committee. What is Doug that, House saying? Um, you know, in all honesty, because there's been so many conversations and so many, I, I'd really you rather you remember. ask him his okay. reasons. Because I'll like I said, this group, they all had various... I'm, various, I'm, I'm that, that's why I'm, right I'm kind of putting them in. What I want to know is, Richard, because there was so much misinformation put out about this bill. Moms Demand Action, and I have asked them to come on this show repeatedly. I have confronted them on their social media page where, they're, where they absolutely misled their followers into thinking that if this legislation passes, all kinds of horrible things, that you could take guns anywhere and everywhere, at federal buildings, I mean, you name it. And that is not true. That That's not true about this particular piece of legislation at all right but the reality is we learn up here quick the truth doesn't you know <laughs> it, it really matters doesn't matter to left because if sure. you can put a lie out there and it catches for whatever reason if it if it works with people it works and and i guess the 
in their eyes anyway, the uh, means justify the end. You know, they, you know, they win at the end of the day, and and today they did. On their their own people on their page though said, uh, could you please post a copy of the bill so we could you know look at it and speak from a position of of intelligence? And they would not post the bill. Hmm. And then when I went on their page and asked them to please, I said, no, why don't you be honest with your people about what this bill really represents? And then I wrote what it represented, uh, what it included and excluded. They deleted my comment and blocked me <laughs> from their page. And I was very polite, you know, professional. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, when, when they don't want the truth to be told. It's, when it's inconvenient, how do you deal they with just, that? I don't know. It's the honest truth. I mean, I, I don't know how we deal with that. The reality is we there was such a broad consensus of people that worked on this bill. I mean, I honestly feel that was like that was a huge victory. Because mm-hmm. we had so many people come to the table and sit down. Yes. And that's good government. When yes, you've got all these people sitting here going, I don't like this, but mm-hmm. I can live with it. I'm right. okay. And we're clearly moving back toward where we should be in, in recognizing our rights. Right. You know, that, that's the issue here. I don't even, I really don't even like the fact that it's a gun bill because this is a rights issue. It's a rights right. issue. And, sure and, it is. And it's up to these Republicans. Who are in control of the committee. Absolutely. That we shouldn't to, be to having these kinds of debates. just our God-given rights. Exactly. You know, that that's what's at, at stake here. One of the, mis, another piece of misinformation that wasn't coming from Moms Demand Action, but was coming from legislative uh, people and people in higher positions here in state government was that we're going to lose our state funding in education if we pass this bill. Can you please address the reality of that uh, misinformation? I heard that too. Mm -hmm. I honestly do not know who was spreading that, but it it got around because Mm -hmm. I had several people come and ask me. I had ordered a uh, fiscal impact statement which, mm-hmm. by the way, did not show that $100 million. That's the figure that I kept hearing over and over was 50 to $100 million. Uh, the reality is it just wasn't there. So that was, right. again, just a piece of complete fabricated misinformation that went out. Because somebody was going to say that that meant we could carry guns into school zones, right? I guess. Like that I said, ha- I don't know where it comes from. That has to be what from. it's about. That's a federal law. That's right. totally different right. than what you were talking about. And what this bill did, honestly, is I worked with the Attorney General's office to make sure that we were we were correct in our understanding of how far we could push and not cross a federal law. Right. And, and I think that's where that's where this bill mm-hmm. landed. You know, right. there was nothing left for the state to do to recognize people's Second Amendment right should this bill have passed. Hey, you know, let me th- tell then you. it becomes a fight for the feds, and we can get on our our delegates immediately at that point yeah. and go, look, we've, we've done our work. Now you get to work. Let me tell you, the state of Missouri said took it even further than you did. The state of Missouri has come out with legislation saying all federal firearms laws are null and void in our state. Yeah. We'll decide in our own state, our people, states' rights. We'll decide. Which, I mean, all federal. Well, like, that's Whoa. the right way to do it, but the reality <laughs> is we have to work. We have to work with what we've got here. Yeah, we, can't, we can't even seem to get small steps here. What is, right, what is right. the deal? We've got tons and tons of Republicans who supposedly believe in the Second Amendment. Because they tout it all during election cycle when they're running for office. That's all they... Oh, I'm a they call for small, they call for small government, too. I mean, what's, what's up with this? Government's going to grow. Taxes are going to be higher after the session is over. What are we here for? I, I don't know. That's a fact. And I, I've probably told some of you of this individually before i've walked around the floor lots of times when we're making a critical vote and i'm like why are you guys here if you don't want to do something you know why do you waste your time it is hard work to do this job i know a lot of people don't believe that it is but it is hard work and if you don't want to do something different 
and, and move in a different direction and believe in something, then why in the world are we here? You know, and I, yeah, for people I have who, no idea why. For people here. who don't th- who think that legislators are not working hard, you know, I don't like legislators very well. Sorry, I do like you, <laughs> Richard. But the fact is that. It, I know that even the even the losers down here work pretty hard in a lot of cases. Yeah, I think the losers I'm, probably work harder than maybe the so. winners, in all honesty. But I'm going to be honest. For me, it wouldn't be difficult. I push green for freedom. <laughs> I push red for mm-hmm. no freedom. The, what's so hard yeah, is Richard, trying to find the truth. That's what you do. Yeah, I we, know. We, we, I understand. Getting to the truth is, what's, is where the work is at because every piece of information up here comes with a slant, mm-hmm. you know, and – Ultimately, I'm responsible for making those decisions, right. and, and so finding what's the truth is the, is where the work's at. The the decision's easy when you have the facts, real facts to work with. You know, real real facts is kind of the key. Yeah, that, that's where the work's at is yeah. getting trying to figure out no, what that and, is. And if you start off with a set of principles, then it's not really all that hard in a lot of cases. But exactly, in so, so many to cases. To my point, when when you when you have good facts. At that point, it's easy. So, Richard, what can we do? How how can we rein in these out of control Republicans who are acting and legislating like Democrats? How, what is the solution to that? All right, last question, last short answer. Short of people just holding their elected accountable, I don't know. I mean, I think that's the answer. But how do we force that action? I have no idea. But it's it's real easy to look at look at somebody's voting record at the end of the session mm-hmm. and say either you did or you didn't no do it's not easy because good bills live and die in committees and when they have this group voice vote thing there's no way to hold your legislator accountable for voting the wrong way on a bill in judiciary yeah some right. truth to that yes yes or no you're bringing it back up uh not without 10 votes all right there you got it. Thank you very much, Representative. We Thanks appreciate for your me. time. We got to get to the news. Let's do that. Jan Morgan's here. Paul Calvert's here. I'm here. I've gotten a hold. I'm trying to get a hold of Doug House right now to see why he wouldn't support this bill. We'll find out hopefully before the end of the broadcast today. Dave Ellswick Show News is next. Um, one way you can do it is go to the house. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're into the second hour of our power panel today. And uh, Kenny Wallace is going to join us. He was just over in the uh, the House. And uh, you were, what, broadcasting the vote on 1684, is that correct? Was that the number of Dan Douglas's bill? 1684. Yes, 1684. Thank you for having me on, David. Yeah, because I didn't know anything about it until late yesterday. I had fought this particular uh, bill, not 1684, but in all of its incarnations. uh, Started (laughs) back in 2005 with uh, Governor Mike Huckabee, and that's when uh, from over... uh, the senator carried his water for him. Joyce, Joyce Elliott. Elliot. Yeah. Now, she was, wasn't a senator at that time. She was state rep, wasn't she? I believe so. Yeah, maybe, so. Maybe so. It's, it's, but it's just kind of interesting. I remember, I think. Yeah, that's maybe, maybe, you, had, maybe what, you had. What's that? What you were talking about, uh, what's his name up in northwest Arkansas? Yeah, Jim Holt. And, him and, and several and other was, Republicans, and he said that we drank different. Jesus juice. Yeah, that Mike Huckabee came out and said that. Yeah, uh, he, he I remember that. Jesus juice. I, I think he maybe did he say that on the air with yeah, you? Yeah, and he also made the statement uh, off the air that he called them. Uh, they called he called them the Shiites. Uh, Shiites. Yeah, Shiite Republicans. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. that very clearly. Yeah. yeah, that's when I first came up here to the Capitol to, to run up here and uh, deal with these issues. Um, that was the first bill that I. Yeah, you used to stand out by the road in the front and. 
and yep. do your thing. I remember you when you were out your kidney. <laughs> We've been doing this yeah. too long, brother. I'm just telling you. Yeah, yeah it long. never ends. It never ends. Yeah. How many uh, sessions have you have you been coming out here, Kenny? Since 2005. That, like I said, that was kind of my first session where I came out and uh, did something. Uh, to, to I can't, I can't even remember what this first session of mine was. That I came in. I think I. I think 2001. That's for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually came down with Marvin Parks back when he was legislator years ago. And I, I think see I was, Marvin walking around. Do you we see do. him every I do. I do. And yeah, so, yeah. He looks so good. I thought, you know, he's lucky he's not dead, to be honest. <laughs> well, he, had a, he had a major heart attack or something. Well, he? He, his, uh, I think the main artery that runs up the trunk of your body. Uh, it had a big balloon in it. Oh wow! And it almost big burst. Or something? Yeah, he would have. He would have died within seconds, kind of wow. like what Conway Twitty died of. Oh wow! How yeah. he died in uh, what's no, his I've, name from Three's Company, Ritter. Yeah, so I, so I, I, think Ritter. I, I think I came down with him when I was a maybe a teenager, years ago. But otherwise, I think I started coming down here for kind of this kind of stuff. That was before I, your voice changed. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. Oh, it might have been. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. So. So I think I came down, I started coming down when the Meeks brothers got elected the first time, mm-hmm. which was... That's was 10. That, is that 10? I think that's 10. I can't remember. It seems, it's, that seems it's right been a to while. me. Because what, it's the fifth, fifth session for Steven, so yeah, that'd be right. 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's been a while. Eight yeah. years, nine years ago. Eight, nine years ago. Yeah, yeah Kenny's a little yeah. bit older than I am. And uh, I think you are, aren't you, Kenny? Yeah, I just turned 39 February. Did you? Okay. I just February 29 February You're a couple of years older than me. You're still pups. You guys yeah. are just pups. You know, when you get my age, then you can start talking. Okay. All right? You can start talking. Yeah, right. But uh, you know, bottom line is we've been fighting this for a while, and it, it, we killed it quickly and efficiently when Huckabee was uh, governor. And then uh, a bunch of Democrats. There's a, yeah, there weren't wow. that many Republicans. Wow, that's in, interesting. You killed it with Democrats. Time. And then uh, you got killed again about four years later. Wasn't it 2009 they tried to run? A, yeah, I think they skipped us? a year and then they tried it again. Yep. I think it died in Senate. Then Joyce Elliott pushed it. it That's it, what it was. it was. Joyce came up with it. Yeah, I testified against it in Senate committee. I think there was... Because so, was the governor at that time. Yeah, and then he was... And somebody was sick, so it died this the first time. And then they snuck it out the second time, and then we killed it in the full Senate. And then I think it died in committee in another time. So here it is again. 13 or so. It's back... Like a bad dream after you've had a bad meal. I'm just saying. And your stomach gets all upset and you got to keep getting up and down. Too much Mexican during the food. During the bedtime. Now, usually, has, for me, it has to do with tuna fish. Oh, really? But the, bottom, the bottom line is, here it is again. And this time, i got to give them credit, Kenny. They got it in and out before I even heard that it was being run again. Yes, it's being it's being sneaked by. Um, it is HB one six eight four. I don't know if there's a Senate uh, version of it, um, but it's sponsored by Dan Douglas. Uh, He's going to be on the show here in a while. Hopefully, um, maybe we need to go and remind them again. And here's kind of the the, the way they're selling the bill. Uh, okay, it says in, uh, the the title is an act concerning in-state tuition at state-supported tuition to require that students who are legal residents of the state of Arkansas or who are graduates of an Arkansas public or private high school who have resided in Arkansas for a certain amount of time receive in-state tuition and fees at a state-supported institution of higher education and for other purposes. And so it's that uh, it's that second part that I think just uh, probably just needs the best thing to do would be just to eliminate that part. And I actually am, I'm going to try to work on an amendment uh, to possibly do that or just vote down the bill. 
Uh, and the way it was sold when Dan Douglas was in the House chamber uh, and spoke for this was that this mainly would, it talked about people who were from India who had been here for, it takes them so many years to get a green card or for their kids to get a green card. Um, and, you know, it's, and many people can relate as immigrants. Or son, I'm the son of an immigrant myself. Um, but then he was asked by Representative Lundstrom just to clarify, does this also include illegal aliens? And he had to basically fess up and say, yes, it does. Uh, a representative by the name of McKenzie spoke up against the bill, and she basically said, you know, this is this. I, you have to think about the people that are, you know, waited in line and waited patiently, and that this is basically allowing those who cut in front of the lines rewarding their, their criminal behavior. And so uh, it's being sold as one thing, like many of the other pieces of legislation here, but it's actually something else. And this is, in fact, in-state tuition for illegals. This is the same thing. It's just it's worded in a different way. And so has anybody even asked him about that? You're welcome to try. I believe he on the on the floor. I believe he said that he would work through some other amendments for it. Uh, he's he's added some other amendments that that do some language, but it does not uh, it does not specifically exclude those who are, who either came here illegally or are on uh, what's known as the DACA program deferred. Uh, yeah, the Dreamers. The Dreamers, um, or those who overstay their visa who have kids. Uh, but as it stands right now with the bill as it stands, you can sneak across the border. Some MS-13 member who has multiple criminal records in both multiple countries can sneak across the border, reside in Arkansas for a few years, uh, and then get in-state tuition. And we've seen where some of these DACA dreamers ha- have actually been criminals who have been given uh, status. I actually made a flyer that I gave the legislators, and I included one as an example, a guy named Judas De Luna who in uh, February of 2018 uh, shot and killed one uh, shot one person and then shot and killed a man by the name of Raman Rupani outside of a gas station. Um, and he leaves behind a wife and two kids. And I asked the question, are victims of illegal alien crime who may be in other states, can they be given in-state tuition? And of course, the answer is no, because the media doesn't care about them. Um, they don't have lobbyists to come up here and, and testify or even know when the bills are coming up. And so... Well, none of us get to testify for the most part because none of us know when this bill came well, that, out. Yeah. That is one of the major frustrating things about a lot of committees is there there might be 30 or 40 or 100 bills on the on the committee agenda, and we don't know if they're coming up. And, you know, we might want to testify on them, but we don't have any idea if they're going to run. No, no, you have it, to be on the inside. And even then, you know, the, the bill that was up today was on special order business almost no. all the time. That means it's going to go up, and yet... Uh, the the gun free the gun free zone bill, and uh, you know I try to follow when I can. I'm actually live streaming this on my Facebook page, Kenny Wallace, by the way, uh, and I'll post and you can post on the Dave Elzik show as well. Uh, just kind of my own thing, so you can hear me, but you may not be able to hear uh, other people that call in to speak. But uh, you can kind of hear us because I got I'm using my phone, by the way. But yeah, it is almost impossible to actually keep up with what goes on and where, uh, and then be able to show up, take time off of work show up to a committee, hope that the committee, the bill is actually going to come up, and then hope that the, you, they have enough time to testify, because I know another gun bill, that they, they had it, and they, yeah, and they had to cut people off, because, uh, you know, some people, you know, drive, drive two, three hours, take time off to try to see something, and then, sorry, we, we've, we've ran out of time, we have to limit debate to two minutes to three minutes, and so it looks like the, an inside job was done on this as well. So, Kenny, uh, I, I wonder... You know, I think the the chairs of the committee will sometimes let the members know which bills are probably going to be heard in mm-hmm. advance, so they have a little bit of notice. I wonder if FOIA would be a good way to get a, get a hold of that information. 
Well, you could before you take some time. Yeah, it would take it. You'd find out this summer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, 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 uh, and just the, saying. Yeah, and so yeah, it is. Uh, you know, oftentimes the call of the chair, which is I it recall. is, but but at least at least so in who, the go ahead, go, no, go ahead. And so, so at least in some of these committees, I think at least in one of the committees, the the chair will actually text the members and let them know which bills are planned to be heard. It wouldn't be that big a deal for them to make that information known to the public, so that the public will know that you know what they're not planning to run this legislation, but they are planning to run this other legislation if they have time. It's just frustrating for those of us who are trying to keep track of stuff because we don't know if it's going to run. There might be, there might be a dozen different pieces of legislation that we are interested in, and they're in three or four different committees, and we don't know which committee to sit in on because they're not telling us which bills are going to run. All right. So who is the uh, the chair of the education committee in the outside? Senate? It's the House side. Well, it's already out of the House. I understand, but who was the he- the chair? Um, just so we know. House Education. I have to look it up on the website. I'm using the Arkansas legislative um, website to look at and, that, and that's just burning up with fast fire, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, well, that's, that's a tall fella, right? Um, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. Well, right now, I'm right. urging people to contact the Senate Education Committee. Who is go that? To. Uh, that's Jane English. No. Okay. Uh, for the Senate. And then Education Committee House Chair is Bruce Cazort. Cozort. Is that who we dealt with? Okay. Okay, so now we got to de- we got to deal with Senator English then. Exactly, exactly. And I'll tell you, the members of the committee. It looks like it's a, a members of the Senate Education Committee. Sturch is on it. Yes, James Sturch, the Mr. Sturch Lurch, of course, uh, and of course our old pal Joyce Elliott. She's yeah. there too. Uh, who's it? John Mark Johnson's on there. Mark Johnson's on there. Jim Hendren's on Hendren. there. Lance Eads, Linda Chesterfield, Nettie Cheatham. And based upon what I could see, it looks like not it's going to go the, through the Not committee. the best people. Johnson, probably a no vote, to be honest with you. Sturch, who knows? Depends on who tells him how to vote. Um, Elliot, I, you know, I'd, Joyce is going to vote for. English, can't tell you. I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't. Uh, she's my sender, so I am going to try to contact her. I mean, her. do you think BB would call her and tell her to vote yeah? <laughs> Think Anything could she, happen she at this does, point. I mean, she kind of does whatever Mike BB tells her to do. Sadly, it's the case. And, um, <laughs> I know it was the case. Yeah, I mean, I know that more than anybody. I mean, we I'm were here for that one. All right, so anyway. Yeah. So you're saying what you're saying if it's not going to if it's not killed on the Senate floor it's going to be hard to kill this thing. Most likely, yes. In, in well, at least in committee, I'm not sure about the full Senate. Um, one other thing I could do, I you know I don't have a problem with someone whose kids are over here trying to get a green card as Dan as Dan Douglas said. What I really wish he would do, and I th- I'm actually going to write this and try to push this as well as an amendment to the bill that would exclude specifically state and exclude. Those who either overstayed their visas, who crossed the border illegally and brought their kids over, or who just snuck over illegally. Outside yeah, of course. That's they, they what, should not be. That's who they've been trying. Now they're trying to cover it up. Yeah. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to cover this up so that people don't know exactly what's going on. Just the way that they're trying to cover up, uh, you know, what what Hester and some of the things that he's doing. He's, yeah, and the cigarette tax. Yeah. I mean, that's all, you know, e-cigarettes and you're going to get a credit. And it's supposed to be, you know, supposedly a discount, but it's not. It's it's not ne- it's revenue cr- neutral. This is crazy stuff. Yeah. and this- I mean, this is... This is the kind of stuff that you've got to look and say, what in, under God's blue sky are Republicans trying to do? 
Are they trying to vote them, get themselves voted out of control here in the in well, the, uh, the capital? I don't know what the deal is. I, I, I think they're afraid to do the right thing and then go back and explain their votes. Yes, they're going to get some people screaming at them, but you know it's an opportunity to teach people what's right and wrong. They're in a position of influence. They're in a position to provide leadership to people who need some help understanding right from wrong. All those people, that, like, for instance, from Womack, Mothers Against uh, Guns or whatever, Bloomberg's uh, group. Here's the key. I wonder how many of those people who are calling and sending emails, if they look at it closely, are from the state of Arkansas. I know just a few weeks ago they were inundating uh, some of the senators and uh, the majority of the people who were texting them and emailing them were not from Arkansas at all. Sure. You know, they just weren't, they, they, they weren't citizens of this state. Yeah, who, who knows? I mean, you could probably pay a little bit of money and have it done from India. I mean, look, we could probably get on Jan's Facebook page and have people from all over the United States, the millions of people, <laughs> to call in. But you know what? They shouldn't be listening to those. They should be listening to the people of the state of Arkansas. And I know that the people from the state of Arkansas stand for what uh, people like Womack are trying to do. It's just crazy. Yeah, it's it's sad. And, you know, there's a lot of you – know, the legislature had some other bills to talk about possible, quote-unquote, dark money. But uh, when it comes to outside influences that they don't care about, like the Chamber of Commerce or these big organizations, these big health care companies that are you know nationwide and global blue cross and blue shield <laughs> exactly. You, exactly are you talking about blue cross and blue shield exactly they surely don't. you wouldn't bring up the name blue cross and blue shield <laughs> and you know all the millions they spend on advertising and we're going to see that again with the highway tax bill uh the one that they sn- out of here they're going to you know the chamber of commerce on a national level and these uh, construction companies and trucking companies are going to push for that in 2020 to there's going to be a lot of money behind that half cent sales tax. I'm just yes, telling and people you. are people are not going to realize they're going to vote for it because they think, oh, it's just a half cent, and they don't understand the follow through with that. Everything that forever. uses gasoline to transfer food, for example, it, you're, you're, all, everything's going to go up as a result of that. Mm-hmm. So I, and, you know, and it, government gets bigger. Yes. It's very frustrating. Jan, I, I know you want to talk. You're ready to chime in. You had some work that you were doing. Now she's ready to, she's ready to speak. <laughs> Get ready. She's going to unload when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, and uh, we want to thank Sunstar because they have made our coverage here at the Capitol possible. Hope that you've been enjoying it. we got a couple of more weeks of this. And this is what happens at the end of the session. We got, like I said, we got two, three weeks at the max, I think, left. These sure. kinds of bills, like the 1684, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. 1684. Uh, you know, they bring it in and oh, they run it through as fast as they can. And that's why you got to listen every day to the show mm-hmm. because they'll try to sneak them through. They do this every freaking two years. It's it's amazing. And it's hard for people to keep up with stuff. I mean, when you're, well, it's you're hard try- for us to stay on top yeah. of it, and we're here. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. You know. Uh, that's why I, I love this whole idea 
that I had in my little head that every year before the session, legislators should know in advance. Here's what I'm wanting to put out. They should they should be able to take that to the people and have town hall style meetings in their districts and say, here's the legislation that I was thinking we need to put out. How do you feel about this? So that the people know in advance what's going to happen. You know, you know one of the things that you, the and Arkans- the legislators will listen to the people and do what the people want Maybe. them to do. It, it, it would be nice Maybe if, some, if we had some <laughs> some um, some notice like that. But, you know, one of the things that the Arkansas legis- Arkansas Constitution requires of the legislature is that they read every bill three times mm-hmm. on each end, right? On each, in each house, but they don't do it. Obviously, what the, the Arkansas Constitution says they should be read at length mm-hmm. three times. And they're not doing it. Well, here's what's very frustrating, Paul. It is inconsiderate of the people. And remember, the people are the important part of our government. The people really? are. Well, we're, we're supposed to be. Supposed we're supposed to be, to be controlling oh. it. But here's the thing. I think the way the we run things up here, it, the people are at a major disadvantage. It's for the convenience of the legislators. I have personally lined up people to speak on different pieces of legislation three times already this session. And the night before... The bill gets yanked, or the morning of the bill yanked. People have taken off work. Mm-hmm. They can't, you know, it, you can't just disrupt people's lives like that. People have jobs to take right. care of. They have kids to they have to pick mm-hmm. up school, and you can't just yank them around like that. We shouldn't have to come up to the state capitol to testify for or against legislation. That's what we pay our legislators to do. We pay them to represent us so that we don't have to come up here. But the fact that we have to come up here tells me that there are some big problems here. And I, I once said a couple of years ago, the first time I stepped foot up here and really got in the middle of some fights, I said, you know what? When I have to come to the state capitol, I am not going to be a happy camper. Because that means I'm there because my legislators aren't doing what they're supposed to do. How, how do we get a three-quarters majority in the House of Representatives and, and, a, and another big supermajority in the Senate, and we still can't get government to shrink? We can't get more. We can't get anything. anything because kind it of starts at the top. That's the reason I ran for governor. It starts at the top. You know, the leadership helps. Uh, it controls it, it is, the mentality. It leadership shouldn't. is it shouldn't. very important. But, it, but leadership it is very be. valuable. If the legislators are doing what they're supposed to do, they shouldn't care about what the they, governor right. wants or they thinks. Could they be should be caring vetoes. about the people in their in their districts. Right. They could. They could. They could be overriding vetoes. But here's why they have to care. Because if you dare to buck the governor on anything, you can expect that he will have some primary opposition again. You and he will fund their campaigns, and that's why we have two of our most conservative state Republican senators no longer with us this year. All right, we got to get to uh, the news, and then when we have that, we'll come back. We're at the state capitol, there's a lot going on. All right, back with you. A couple of bills are making their uh, well, one is making its way, the other has been uh, pulled down. The pull-down bill is the uh, gun-free zones that uh, State Representative Richard Richard Womack Womack Mm -hmm. was running. And he got into the um, Judiciary House Committee. committee. Yeah, should have gone through, did not. And has a lot of people who didn't vote for it or weren't going to vote for it. So he had promised some people that he would make them, uh, you know, take a lot of heat over nothing. And so, if he can have, he knows that he's got the ten votes, so he'll uh, he'll run it again. And uh, bottom line is, uh, you guys that are members of seven forty six and all of that, next week you need to show up here in force 
Well, and call the community. And go to, yeah, but and before go to then, each one of those people and talk to them. But yep, starting call today, them, call starting them today, you need to call. Here's the names of the state representatives, the Republicans. I expect Democrats sometimes to vote against it. Uh, but the Republicans who voted, who were no votes, or had said they were going to be no votes on this gun rights so, so bill, just, was Representative Charlene Fight, uh, Representative Hawks, Maddox, Barry, and House. Maddox uh, conveniently had a vacation to take. So uh, the people in his district would not have been represent, represented at all. There was there would have been no vote representing all those thousands of people. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Republican control is supposed to mean that these sorts of things are not a problem, and yet here we are. I don't understand why we're having. Well, I do understand, but uh, folks, you're the you're the reason. You're the one who's going to make a difference on this bill. And if you do not call these state representatives and insist that they support your gun rights, uh, then you're going to get the results of that. We're yeah. all going to suffer. Doug House. Mm-hmm. Called Doug House. I, I'm really stunned. Charlene fight that Doug House was going to evidently vote against this. I, you know, I I don't know if he was going to vote against it or he never got around to being able to cast a vote, whether for or against. But give him a call. Just make sure that he's mm-hmm. solid for this bill. Mm-hmm. Turned it off. Your phone went off. All right. I'm going to assume that we are back on now. Are we? Are we there, Zach? You're good. Yes, we're good. Okay. Thank you. All right. We're good now. All right. So let's go back and let let me uh, reiterate something we were talking about. We we're talking about Missouri. Give them the rundown of what's. They've done two two particular bills. Give them a rundown on that, Jan. Uh, This one was the gun rights legislation that basically just clears the way for people to carry guns um, in places that are currently restricted that are state-run, not federal buildings. So That's the legislation here in Arkansas, right? Yes. Now, you're talking about... What, you talked about the Missouri thing. Missouri. Oh, the Missouri thing. That's, That's amazing. Well, this is happening in a number of states because they're tired of they don't trust their federal government and their, their United States congressmen to represent them in their states. So what the states are doing is stepping up and taking advantage of their state sovereignty with states' Same. rights and saying, you know what? The citizens of our state are not subject to your federal gun laws. Any related Any laws related to firearms will be voted on by the citizens in this state. They are only going to be subject to the laws that they choose to pass in this state. Uh, Alabama did that several years ago. I think there were 12 or 13 states at one time that had done this. And basically, now that medical marijuana is an issue, you've got more states stepping up because it's the federal government that says if you are a, if you have a prescription for medical marijuana, you lose all your gun rights. Right. Which is, yeah. you know, there's a, things like that. There's a provision in the U.S. Code, I think, that prohibits someone who's had a misdemeanor uh, domestic violence charge. Mm-hmm. But you can't buy a firearm, I think. You know, that's not any of the federal government's business. And, no. and I don't know what it takes to get a misdemeanor domestic violence charge, but I assume a couple of siblings could be 
could get in a fist fight, and that would be enough to make them lose their gun rights forever. Right. Well, That's you know, insane. You have you have people who are are recipients of medical marijuana. The things that you hear them mm-hmm. say about this issue are, look, you know, what, what about all these people on opiates who are addicted mm-hmm. to opiates? They right. can still carry guns. Right. They have prescriptions for those kinds of. There are people on psychotropic yeah. drugs who mm-hmm. have gun rights. So why is it that people who are getting medical marijuana prescriptions are being discriminated against mm-hmm. in such a way? With, and it's because that's with, what the federal government does. And the reason is because big pharma controls the legislators on the federal level, yep. and big pharma does not want mar- marijuana to be used. And we haven't pushed back against the federal government and pointed out that they have no constitutional authority to be addressing these issues. It is none of their business what type of drugs you or I buy. It could be dealt with on a state level, but it is outside the constitutional authority of the federal government. You know, Curtis Coleman said something once that I thought was really profound. I will never forget it. I was interviewing him on a a documentary I was doing called Rampant Injustice, and he said, Jan, it is really important that the state government, your state governor and your state government is supposed to stand between you and the abusive strong arm of the federal government. That is the job of your state government. So, you know, and he's right. He's right. And he said very few people in leadership positions in in states realize that they have that kind of power and authority, but they do. All right. We're going to allow... State Representative Peyton come over and join us. He's got a cool bill. We're going to have him set. And Kenny, would you move your microphone over to uh, the uh, representative here? He's got a he's got a a really good uh, bill going. He is trying to take a used car and that can have taxes put on it at four thousand dollars and moving it to seventy five hundred dollars. Is that correct? That's pretty close. Uh, Yeah. So. you know, currently we tax automobiles in the state of Arkansas every time they change hands uh, until they reach a retail selling price below 4000 And my proposal would move that up to 7500 And uh, so we have 82 House sponsors and, oh, nice. and a dozen Senate sponsors. Mm-hmm. But we got it out of the House committee this morning. should be on the House floor tomorrow. Okay. And it brings some tax relief yeah. to the people that are trying to uh, drive on a budget, get you a more reliable automobile without having to shell out the sales tax along with your down payment and your insurance money and right. your first payment. So, so you're th- feeling pretty good about uh, the House side? I feel really good about the House side. Not what so about sure the about Senate? the Senate. Well, I, I've had some rumors come to me that it's dead on arrival in the Senate. So I'd really? Love, I'd love to so uh, recruit some. But we some. have Republicans in control of the Senate. They should be all about uh, cutting tax burden off the backs of the well, people. Well, of course, uh, I think you've all heard the term revenue neutral. My bill is not revenue neutral. It is a tax cut and uh, has a fiscal impact around $12 million. And uh, wow. so, you know. I believe that revenue growth over the past eight years has averaged over a hundred million a year. From seventeen to eighteen, the revenue growth was one hundred and sixty-eight million dollars. Uh, with the measures that have already passed this assembly, this go round, and uh, the growth in the the robust growth in our economy, I expect the revenue growth uh, coming for, going forward to be no less than a hundred and fifty or sixty. I really expect it so, to be so much greater. So let me greater. get this right: since seventeen. We've got three hundred million dollars more, and they can't afford to give up twelve million. That's that's basically the landscape. Yes, yes. Call your state le- your state senator now. If these are Republicans, what would Democrats do? Well, uh, of course, I am a Republican, and I believe in the platform. But uh, Democrats do follow their platform, 
And uh, I'm very jealous sometimes when, about that. <laughs> this is what we talk about. They follow the platform. We've got guys that don't follow the platform. Do you We've got remember Republicans that follow the Democrat we, platform? I came and spoke at the uh, Baxter County, Baxter County uh, Reagan Day dinner. You were there. Yes. And what was, I, what was I talking about? I was talking about the Republican Party platform. I said, you know, we may agree and disagree on a lot of issues, but as Republicans, we all should be able to gather around that Republican Party platform because that's what we ran on. And we should be able to say, you know, no matter what we do, we're not going to do things that are in conflict with this platform because this is who we say we are. And that's what that identifier out beside your name on the ballot is supposed to be. That's I exactly mean, you right. put an R or D. If you want to be independent, you know, run with an independent. But if you take the R or the D identifier on the platform, you really have have some responsibility to your voters to fulfill the role that they expected they were voting for mm-hmm. and uh, so you know if, if there's any principal issues that came up that w- would cause me to part with the party platform I definitely make that very vocal mm-hmm. in my campaign uh, you know I've tried to attend the, the party conventions and, and argue if anything goes in that platform that I can't stand for let's say they change their pro-life stance or something uh, then I just have to run as an independent but uh, it seems like, you know, sometimes you get down here and you get very busy and you get a lot of bills in front of you and colleagues pulling you one way or the other and, and other, uh, you know, lobbyists and things like that. And, and people slip. Doesn't there's matter. No it's very simple. Mm-hmm. It's not, there's, there's never too busy. That's what you ran for office for. You ran to represent us and you're never too busy to understand the difference between lower taxes, limited government, or does this grow government? And increase taxes. And, and Very year, simple. And well, there's there's big difference between advancing freedom and advancing slavery. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and this is one of those exactly. bills. It, you can't even claim it as complicated. This is simple. Mm-hmm. This is what a, a one page right. bill. It, it's a one-page, well, I it, can't remember it, it, sure, it maybe one stretch, and a half. Stretch, but, stretch yeah. over. Uh, it's, it's very simple. It's like ten words. It, yeah. It, it just basically changes the 7,500 or the 4,000 to 7,500. Actually, I didn't realize it until I started to file the bill. Uh, we currently exempt new trailers below 4000 So it, it takes away that exemption, which helps with about $2 million of the fiscal impact. So the new trailers would be taxed. And, of course, there's a lot of history going back on the used car sales tax oh, yeah. in Arkansas. Uh, basically, Bill Clinton, right? we didn't have it until 91. But before that, what we did in Arkansas is we only taxed a used automobile if it came in from out of state. Uh, the theory was we should collect tax on it one time. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that became uncon- or was proven to be unconstitutional as an import tax. And so instead of just giving up the revenue, it came back in uh, a much harsher form of punishment, and that was we'll tax all used cars yeah, instead of right. just the imports. Never so why, give so up So why don't the money. they recognize that case law, if you will, on out-of-state sales because it's an import tax? Well, and there's been a few bills that have come up recently where, I, because of my knowledge of that, I've said, hey, I mean, there, we had a bill here a while back that actually used the term import tax. Mm-hmm. And as far as I know, it's still unconstitutional. It, it, yeah, it, the, yeah, the U.S. Constitution specifically prohibits that. And if you do collect import taxes, you have to give that money to the federal government. You can't keep it. Right. I mean, yeah. this I think, is the U.S. Constitution. I think there was a war between the states about import tax at one point. So, Representative Payton, <laughs> you tell those big boys over in the Senate that if they try to kill this bill, we're going to name names. We're going to tell the people of this state 
we're we're going to let them know what Republicans chose to grow government. Uh-huh. Oh, you got a list? He's got his list already. <laughs> well, that's the Revenue and Tax Committee in the Senate, and so, uh, so that's who heard. they need to be calling. Here we go: Jonathan, Jonathan Dismang, Dismang, Larry Teague, Cecil Bledsoe, Trent Garner, Keith Ingram, Blake Johnson, Bruce Malik, and Jason Raper. I'm not saying they're against it. Uh, they're up on the committee in the Senate that will determine whether it gets to move to the Senate floor. And uh, it's House Bill 1342. 1342. We thank you for coming. I know you came out of session to come on over here. We appreciate that, and thank you very much for coming Appreciate y'all and what you do. All right. We appreciate you. you. All right. We'll be back. We've got to get our break in. Let's do that. Then we'll come back and talk further here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I looked like a Cherokee Indian when I was that age. Totally. All right. We are back. We're at the state capitol. We're on the third floor, house side. And uh, things are, are moving fast right now. Got a so couple, we only have how, much, how, many, how many more weeks of session? There should be about three. Three more weeks, yeah. Yeah, that we're looking at. So when they get back, if you think it's moving fast now, just, yeah, just wait. Just wait, right. Just wait. La- Kenny's been at this for a while, too. He knows in the last two weeks, things will fly through. There's things that... We've defeated that. We'll come, we'll come 17, back. 1705, we'll be back. Mm-hmm. Mark my words, it will be back. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Yep. Gazaway will bring that back. We're going to have to, uh, That's the you know, have to fight, dark it, money fight it out. Yeah. And what, what is it they were talking about? Somebody said that they were maybe attempting to amend that bill to make it a little more plausible, a little more said. acceptable. Amend it in what way? I don't know. I don't what know. We you, could, nobody said, he didn't you, say. <laughs> well, you're, you're, either, you're either going to uh, continue to allow the citizens to have privacy or you're going to, um, you know, let the government. Because it, that, that whole bill was about um, revealing the privacy of the people. That's exactly right. Instead of, it, yeah. So, if you gave $50 or more. Yeah. You're going to tell everybody your name, where you live, where you work, who you work for. And, you know, that is a legitimate concern that people should should have to worry, do have to worry about in this state. They shouldn't have to, but they do. And and we know for a fact that people have donated money to campaigns or not given money to campaigns because they're scared to be seen on that donor list. You and might, this you is might not get audited or Yeah, audited by the Department of Finance because because when state agencies are weaponized against the people in retaliation, uh, you know that's a that's a that, so people are legitimately concerned about that, and um, I mean, they wouldn't ever do that, would they? Oh, <laughs> absolutely not. Oh well, let's Come just on. say that. The, well, I'm not. I'm not even going to go there. Well, I already have. I have. I, the within, government is your friend. Within two oh. weeks after I opposed, came up to the state capitol the first time and stood out uh, very strongly against some very powerful people here. Within a couple of weeks, I had a DFA at my front door auditing my, my place. You know, so it's like, okay, come on in, boys and girls. We're, I have nothing to hide. We cross our T's and dot our I's. Yeah, you, I try to do everything you, just you right. You didn't tell them to get a warrant? Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, my accountant handled them, and everything went just fine. But they dug and dug and dug and dug forever. Then, wow. you know. Yeah, they're uh, there for a long time. Yes. I mean, wh- how do Go through everything. Ever, how do uh, down ever... to counting targets at wow. my place. Counting how the number of targets that have been how shot. Did, how did yes. they ever get to the point where they think they have the authority to come in and search your property or search your records unless they have a warrant? Because you have a business license. Mm-hmm. Then we get all back to, to that licensing thing. Right. The, the U.S. Constitution does not make an exception Unless for making you, a living. Unless you agree yes, to Yes, but it. Paul, how many years now has our state and federal government, have state governments across this country and our federal government, been violating the constitutional uh, rights of the people much in every, every since area? Since day one? Exactly. 
I mean, yeah. is, that, is that about, well, that's about why, the sense That's of it, why one of our founders said, we're giving you a republic if you can keep it. Yeah. They knew. They knew. Yeah, he knew. He I knew mean, what was coming. Uh, I think the part of the problem is that we don't like liberty enough. We like stuff. We like government to come take care of us, and so we'll just give it away. Well, we don't. Some you've, people do. Well, we don't. You, you've seen my, my <laughs> shirt that says, Freedom. Not free stuff. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There's a difference. But so there many, is in, a big in, difference. In so many cases, we don't have the fortitude to say, no, we don't want this free stuff. We want liberty. Get out of our way. Yeah. Okay, so we've asked people throughout this show to make some phone calls to legislators, specifically on some bills that, you know, when I get involved, it's because Republicans are legislating like Democrats. And we've got a few pieces of legislation that are not good for the people. And the one we yep. just talked about uh, that is very good for the people is by uh, Representative John Payton, and it reduces the sales tax on used vehicles from, what was it? Uh, it reduces uh, yeah, it. So, to, right, so right now you can buy a used car and not pay sales tax. $4,000. Uh, up to $4,000. Actually, it's under yeah, if, you're, if your car so you're 3, buying 000, is four thousand or under, right, right, you don't have to pay sales tax. Which is people, a lot of people buy cars like that. I, sure. I have a car that's under four thousand oh, yeah. uh, dollars. So, and, and so this is going to bump that number up to seventy five hundred. So anything under seventy five hundred would you be you don't have to pay sales, sales tax, tax free. And so this is tax this free. is this is a. But yet he says he's running into trouble. He's going to take it to the Senate, and he's already been told that it's going to die. It's, it's going to be dead, die. On dead on arrival. So here are the senators that we need you to call on the Revenue and Tax uh, Committee. Jonathan Dismang, Larry Teague, Cecil Bledsoe, Trent Garner, Keith Ingram, Blake Johnson, Bruce Malik, and Jason Rapert. And um, if they say we can't afford to give up to $12 million, saying, but you have taken almost $300 million more dollars in... Uh, you know that Within you've the had past, over the last two and a half years, and you're about to take in if this gas tax prices, you're going to take in four hundred million mm-hmm. more. Exactly. So, oh yeah. yeah, they tell you it's all going to be on be used on roads. We shall see. Hmm. We already seen they don't do that. We've seen it for years now. Yep. The other bill I'm asking that I'm, I'm not happy with right now, of course, is the the gun rights legislation that, that died today, and uh, the representatives that were going to be no votes on that. And it should have been a clear cut case because it was Second Amendment, and Republicans have control of that committee. And it was uh, State Representative Charlene Fight, uh, Maddox, who conveniently took a vacation today, uh, Representative Hawks, Representative House. Those were no votes. Those people told uh, Representative Womack that there were going to be no votes on his bill. And those were Republicans, and we need to turn them around on that bill. So you need to contact them and let them know, you know, you, you expect them as Republicans to stand up for your constitutional well, rights. And so if we can get one or two of those people to turn, I think mm-hmm. he can bring we'll the bill back shape. and win. Absolutely. But the thing is, uh, Richard Womack is is not just there to grandstand and no, and make, and make a fool of these people. Guy. And so he won't bring the bill back up unless he can he actually he get, the get the votes to pass it. Because right. otherwise, it's kind of a big hassle, and it and it's. It ends up being sort of a circus in there. But see, I was told that there were some people that were really angry now that they've been outed as far as being Republicans who were going to be no votes. They're they're really angry because they were outed on this. And and my response to that is everything you do should be outed. You you're, you it, when you are representing the people, we're supposed to have transparency well, in mean, government, aren't be, we? Shouldn't be you, proud of what you know? believe in. Why That's are, right. Why, why, you know, if if I'm opposed to something. Shouldn't I like the opportunity to, to clarify why? Which is why they like that group voice vote. I, I know y'all get tired of me bringing this up, but I just that really irks me continuously. I'm glad that group you're voice doing vote it thing because of me. because we need to <laughs> even in committees these good bills like this die because the because the legislators don't have to be on the record well, as voting yes or no unless they do a roll call vote. All right, we got to take a break. Then we'll come back, finish it up today. Got another hour with the power panel. Stay with us, Bible guys at five p.m. today here on the Dave Ellswick Show.
And I can't say that anymore because now I think I heard it all, but I don't know if it's true or not. Just a moment, we'll talk to Shane Stacks. But first, State Representative uh, Vivian Flowers of Pine Bluff introduced House Bill 1771, which will require a five-cent deposit on beverage bottles, refundable when the bottles are returned for recycling. Such legislation has been attempted before and then quashed, squashed, destroyed uh, by uh, the drinking alcoholic beverage lobbies. The Arkansas Democratic Party, in announcing a news conference about the bill, listen to this closely now, emphasized recycling and anti-litter as aims of various citizens groups backing the legislation. The bill, is it called the deposit bill? No, of course not. The bill is called the Arkansas Litter Reduction and Deposit Beverage Container Recycling (laughs) Act. Now, here's the part that should blow your mind. It won't, but it should. It would create a state agency to oversee the process and administer revenue collected by the deposit fee. Shouldn't be any Republicans know, voting for that. No. Should not I be a know, single a Republican. totally new agency just to just take care need. of oh, trash. Yeah. More state agencies. More government. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, that sounds like something that would well, go Max with Ocasio-Cortez, AOC's uh, federal green yeah, she would bill. Love it. it just sounds like some of her stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think there yeah. are other states, like maybe California and some other states that have this. I don't know if it's California. Yeah, maybe that, that would make Most sense. Likely. California. California. Ten New states York, currently have bottled bills. Ten yeah, well. Wow. We got so rid of those the years ago, and now drinks. they're coming they back the price again. price on them so that yeah. we can... Oh, but it's not just bottle. It's not just glass, either. It's plastic. No, it is plastic. Oh. Anything. Oh. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if they come up with a paper container, they're going to be able to charge you for it. Hey, Shane Stacks is on the line. Hey, Shane, how are you? What's up? Man, Dave, I'm doing good. I think they need to return. Are you there, Shane? The- okay. I am. Hello? Hello? Can yeah, me? we got you now. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I, I hear you. So they can get their uh, deposit back. That's kind of crazy. I'm all for reducing litter, <laughs> but not for uh, creating a new. Not for send her, new send her back to Crime Bluff. Yeah, get our deposit back. We yeah. Speaking of which, you know, he just touched on something. That's a good idea. Ooh, we could get a deposit. That's a good idea. Actually, not just we, not just returning deposit backs. But but actually have the ability to recall politicians because we don't have that right now in Arkansas. That might be something to do. Now that, I could get and behind department that. heads. Yeah. Recall. I know, I, and this so what's what going on with about. you, Shane? Well, uh, what I called in about, Dave, and I'll just keep you a couple of minutes. I know you guys are busy keeping things straight in the hallowed marble halls. But a little birdie named Elizabeth told me that you made the Talkers.com, Talkers Magazine 2018 Heavy 100, Dave. Did you know about that? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, 13 years in a row. 13 years in a row? Congratulations. They, they named you and one of... Yeah, they named me one of the top 100 most influential talkers in America. I believe that. Well, I've, you, I've witnessed it. Yeah. You've, 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 you deserve you've, it, Dave. Yeah, Talkers Magazine uh, 
It goes back quite a ways. And so pe- do you. Here, here's something that people don't know. <laughs> I was in, uh, I was in uh, Indiana, and I worked in Indiana for five years. It went from blue to red. Mm-hmm. I went to North Dakota. It went from blue to red. I came down to uh, Arkansas. It went from, <laughs> from blue, blue to, to red. red. All right, just just telling you, people know the truth. They will follow the truth. And yeah, uh, they, but right now we're a little bit purple. It seems like. Yeah, we're we're not even hot purple. That's what bothers me. Yeah, we're yeah. we're not red. We're not blue, but we're purple because we've moved too much to yeah, the left. Because some. Republicans are not adhering to the party, the party platform. platform. That's mm-hmm. exactly what's happening, and that needs to change. So, look, you're going to be filling in for me Thursday. Are you thinking about what you're going to talk about? Uh, well, I'm going to be talking about uh, current issues, um, obviously. Uh, probably have some fun trivia. Probably be talking uh, you up a little bit uh, since this okay. is your 50th year in radio, and you made the Hot 100. In August, uh, also, it will just, be. Yeah, and I just want to tell everybody, my main topic on Thursday, Dave, will be that you are yes. a legend, but you still don't look good in spandex. <laughs> that's why I. That's why Marvel always turns me down. I want. You know, I want to be in one of their movies. And I was just thinking that. Me, First time I saw you, I thought you looked like the Marlboro Man. Yeah. No, Marvel. Oh, Marvel. I thought you said Mar- Marlboro. I want to know. I want to play. I want to play Captain America, but I don't. I don't you wear spandex. Well. That might be You're a shock Captain to America's you. Dave. I, I am totally shocked. <laughs> well, hey, I got to run, but yeah. Thursday's going to be. That's the First thing I thought when I saw you, I thought he would. I thought he would wear spandex well. Yeah, uh, I'm going to yeah, tell you what, yeah, the power panel now has been going on since when? 2003. And uh, it's been amazing, the people that have been on here, and how many of them are now involved in politics. That's yeah, just, it's really incredible. Really, really is. Hey, I'm going to let you go, brother. Yeah, i got to run anyway. Congratulations. I'm going to let you go. Shane Stacks. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate you. Shane Stacks here on the Dave Ellswick Show. He'll be filling in for me on Thursday. Tomorrow, Carl Kimball's going to come on the show and be with me. Great guy. Congratulations on that, Dave. That's seriously that's a that's a big deal. That yeah, been, that's. I mean, we've been doing we've done it for impressive. thirteen years, so it's it's really it's really cool. It's a very it's a big honor because it's uh, a magazine that all it deals with is talk radio. Of course, right. number one is Hannity. Number two mm-hmm. is Rush. We can go down the list uh, of it, and uh, but I'm on that list, and I feel very honored to be picked. Well, you know, I remember when I first started the Power Panel with you, and we actually I saw some changes happen as a result of some of the topics we covered yep. on the show. That and I sent you a text message and said, "Hey, we did this. We, I, I can't believe we just." He said, and you were like, "Well, of course we did." <laughs> We do that all the time. And that's, it's like, the re- wow. that's the reason I do what I do. I have fun doing it. Don't get me wrong. I have fun doing it. But look, there's there's important things that need to be done. But what here. I want to know is how you how you balance that. I need to interview you about this to me because you know if you if you're if you're too much in their faces, the guys won't come and talk to you. The legislators. Yeah. So so you balance this. You you walk this tightrope. How between, you ask the questions. Yeah. Well. 
You have much greater patience than me, I guess. That's so. a particular key is you always ask the questions with a smile on your face. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. The smile. Always smile at them as you're, it has less as you're cutting pain them across you the throat. Twice. Okay. I, I, I will learn from that. I'm going to learn from you, Dave. I'm learning today. Yeah. Learning today. That's a, that's a basic you know, this basic part. And, you know, you got to put up with a lot of BS sometimes mm-hmm. to get to the, the to the substance of the issue. Yeah. Be, well, we've been drowning in it, though, here, it oh, seems yeah. like. Yeah, there's year, a lot just, of it running around right now. Serious waiters here. It is running around. Somebody asked me how I ever interviewed uh, uh, Blanche Lincoln, and I said Blanche Lincoln is an interesting person because she tries, or she tried, to always talk the clock out. In other words, you'd ask her a question, mm-hmm. and when she started talking, unless you jumped in. She would never stop. She would never stop talking. And that way you wouldn't be able to ask her something she wasn't comfortable answering. That's correct. So what you had to do was to jump in and ask her another question. Now, typically they'll talk in a circle if you allow Mm -hmm. them to. Right. So you decide where do you want them to to stop at, and you ask them a question that stops them. Now you only got half a circle to worry about. Then you cut them again. Now you got a quarter of a circle. And, And then that's when the wild look in their eyes starts. The because, panic mode. Because they know yes. you're going to get to the question. Right. And, uh, with, you know, with Blanche, that was typically you got one answer mm-hmm. in a half hour. So of all those years and all that influence and all those interviews, is there one interview that stands out yes. in your mind? of all? The, tell us yes. which, which one and why. President Reagan. You got to interview President yeah, Reagan. Yeah, I talked to President Reagan when I was in the Air Force. Wow. In the Oval Office. I was in my dress blues. I was a staff sergeant. I uh, I did all the internal information for the United States Air Force at that point on radio. Well, thank you for your service. And so I walk in, and the president was behind the the desk, and he stands up and he goes, he goes, Sarge, how are you doing? Would you like a jelly bean? <laughs> and you took a jelly bean. And I hate jelly beans. But you ate one. That I sure you. as heck did. <laughs> I ate a whole handful of jelly beans. You better believe it. He was a great man. Yes, he was. I mean, he... He was a great president. Make me cry. I know. He was a great, great man. You you had to stand in his presence. He had an aura about mm-hmm. him. He yeah. really, really did. A great communicator. He did not... Let me just say, people say, well, you talked to Bill Clinton. Yeah, I talked to him several times. But I'll tell you this much, he didn't have the same charisma that Reagan had. Nope. Nope. Did not. Maybe with no the one, women. No one But has. I'm not a no woman, all right? So I wouldn't know. But I'm just telling you, Reagan was something. He was uh, bigger than life. Yeah, well, he was. He was. Yeah. I got to see him one time in person, but I didn't get, I didn't get to interview him. Yeah. Like 10 million press people. But Yeah, during yeah, the time that awesome he was thing. in office, I talked to him and Weinberger and a whole lot of different people uh, in the administration. Great, great man. Yes. Just really, really a great man. I mean, I'll never forget, because I served half of my my tenure in the Air Force under Jimmy Carter, and then Reagan came. Mm -hmm. And I remember when Reagan first came in, the first thing he did is he gave us a 10% raise. I'll never Mm -hmm. forget, because at at that moment, most uh, NCOs at that time, uh, non-officers, were on food stamps. Mm -hmm. Right. Just to be able to feed their family. You know, and he came to us from incredible. California, which of all the states to produce, you know, a man like that. It, yeah. It comes to, and it, I remember when I was running for governor, someone asked me, they said, well, what qualifies you to be governor? You know, you've never served political office. I said, you know what? 
President Ronald Reagan was an actor when he ran yep. for governor of California, and look what he became. Well, he's the president of the SAG. If you can be the president of SAG, you can be the president of the United <laughs> States, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the way that is over there. And for people that don't know crazy. what SAG is, that's the Screen yeah. Actors Guild. That's, that's right. That's the, yeah, so. Yeah, right. It's the union. You got to get your card so you can be on, in movies. You and know, stuff. If, if we look at President Reagan and what he did, I'm wondering if there isn't something to be learned from that, Dave. And that is that maybe we need to get away from career politicians uh, in, in in office. Maybe we need just more folks serving the well, folks. Well, Paul and I have been talking here the last few days about something here in Arkansas that I like that we do federally better than what we do here in the state of Arkansas. Do you know you don't have to be a judge or a lawyer or anything like that to be on the Supreme Court? No, yeah, I did us, not know any that. Any of us at this table could be a U.S. Supreme yeah, you Court could justice. Be a Supreme Court justice. I did not know that. In the that. state of Arkansas, that's not the case. You can't even be a city judge here in Arkansas. That's it's insane. And so it drastically reduces the pool of good people that you can elect judges from. I mean, it's resulted wow. in, you know, bad judicial rulings. On well, and, and so the, 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 why did we do that? Well, I don't know, state? but the judicial branch right now is kind of the most powerful branch of government because they, they're basically acting as the top legislative branch where they think they can make law. And unfortunately, I think law schools are basically teaching lawyers, and those are the only people that can run for judge positions here in Arkansas, they're te- essentially teaching lawyers that... Precedent, precedent is law. Is mm-hmm. as if you were talking to that your interpretation the first of law men. means that's the it, final. It, that's, right, that's, it, that's and, that, and that's yeah. how they treat it. And so, and it's it's the rest of us can understand that that's absurd, but they sincerely believe that it's law, and so that's the reason that Roe v. Wade is considered law. That's 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 the trigger, if you will for those 60 million dead babies. But the reason they do that is because they get by with it. Each they branch of jo- government is supposed to be t- keeping in check the other branches well, and, of government, and, and we don't do that. Each one is so busy being corrupt. They're like, okay, well, I'm not going to pay attention to what you're doing because we're getting away with this. That's what's important. <laughs> Every branch is corrupt. Yeah, and, and so and they're not keeping, they weren't, aren't doing, keeping the balance of powers in balance. They're right, just, and so that's, that's, that's a, that is a big part of the problem is the legislative branch can bring the judicial branch under control. They why, won't do why it. Why would they do that when, in fact, they won't even do what they're supposed to do? They're supposed to be the rule makers of this country. However, they set up the EPA, right. they, they set up, up the Department of, of Education, they put all these bureaucracies up, and they tell them, you tell us what we're supposed to vote for. And then we pay for our own people right. to lobby against our That's, own rights. Yeah. And so what happens is that we've got bunch of legislators that know they're, that they themselves are not qualified to make rules and regulations and laws about a bunch of different topics, and so they've allowed themselves to be suckered into hiring a bunch no, of bureaucrats. That's not why they did it. They did it for the simple reason they could have people come to them and explain to them what needed to be done and then make the decision. The key is they don't want to make the decision because that way they can look at the voters and say, I have no control over that. That's the Environmental Protection Agency or that's the, the you know, the Department the, of Transportation. They made those rules. Claim, we didn't make those rules. They can claim the experts have done this. And I'm sorry, you never had the authority to give out this kind of power to these bureaucrats in the first place. I don't believe. I think that's But wrong. they did. They did it. And yeah, we haven't fought against them. They didn't say you couldn't give up power. 
you know, they gave it to the wrong They people. said you can't gain more power, but they didn't say you couldn't give up power. And they're, they're taking power from us and giving it to bureaucrats. Which is That's why I am against Senator Alan Clark's bill, because it is a transferring of power from the yep. people to the government. And I like Senator Clark, but I tell you what, anytime you have legislation that transfers power, takes power away from the people, and gives it to the government, that's a bad thing. I agree. Let's take a break, get it in, and then come back and continue. It's uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. And, yes, in August I'm going to have a party at my studio because the second week of August it will be 50 years in radio for me. Wow. Wow. That'll be 50 years. So we'll have have everybody up there. We'll have some cake and, and whatnot. We'll have a good time. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back with more. I'm sure they're going to try to do something before we leave today. They've been already doing a lot. More coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Jan, I was about to say, you could just plug that in. Oh. All right, we're going to be back uh, here for just a couple of moments, and then we will take another break. And then we have about, we got about 27 minutes left uh, with the power panel today. Don't forget the, uh, the Bible guys are coming up at... Uh, Five o'clock. You know, I, I really had to think about whether we wanted to have the Bible guys here uh, when their hour came because, you know, I didn't want to see, you know, the pillars falling like Samson was here or something. <laughs> you know, we, <laughs> we didn't want something like that to happen. Yeah. Okay, wait. He just gave us a thumbs up. What was that for? What does that mean? I don't know. Go tell him. Go, go, go catch crash him, him, Wayne. Go catch him and yeah. find out what that means. Yeah. This is important. What was that? What was yeah. that? Watch out. Before he, get, before he gets away, find out if like he's going to run again. Run, run, Wayne. Fast as you can. Grab him. We, we need to know what that thumbs <laughs> up meant. Did he just meant. say hi? Or? You know, we no. see legislators pass by here all the time, and, no. and they make hand signals, and, and somehow we're supposed going. to know what that means, so it gets tough. Okay. Does so, need a, does Mr. Need a Mr. Wing wants to talk to us? Did you want to talk to us, hey, Mr. Wing? Come on over. You know what? This is one of the more undiscovered jewels that we have in the house. There you go. I mean, I'm, gonna be, I'm, I'm honest. I didn't. I did not know uh, Carlton's uh, name, and did not hadn't known what he stood for. And he's from North Little Rock. And this guy is the real deal when it comes to being a conservative. Oh, well, good. That means you're going to have a good time on this show with well, us. Well, I love this show. We only, we only pick on the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been watching it for, for or listening to it for, for quite some time. Yes. What's going on over there? How many votes did that Douglas bill get? I actually do not know. Okay. Um, what? What? 75. 75? Okay. How many Democrats are there? 25? Because it's 75 Republicans, 25 Democrats? I don't know how many Democrats there are. I think think you're close to right. But you're you're telling me that 50 Republicans voted to give scholarships to illegal aliens? scholarships. It's in-state tuition. Oh, in-state. Give them a... All right, so Jan has not met you, State Representative Wing. I want to say, Officially, I want yes. in- nice to introduce you. you both. And and Jan, this man had a test project off of a law from two years ago. Mm-hmm. They used it one time. It's on roads, and the what he came up with saved the state seven million dollars. Now I want him to tell you how he came up with the idea. 
And how much money do you think now it's made into law, evidently, now? Well, yeah. Two years ago, we established the pilot program. And so the big news today was that we got, uh, uh, we've expanded the pilot now. So we're, we're widening a little bit. So when we started two years ago, it was capped at $200 million. We were able to do three projects. Mm-hmm. And, and what it is, it's the construction manager method of procurement, which sounds kind of mind-boggling to think of what all these words mean, but what it is is it takes, previously with a highway department uh, construction project, you've got the design phase, you've got, uh, you know, bringing up the drafts, you've got um, the bid process, all of that would take place before construction starts. And each one of those could be handled by individual managers. And by the time the constructors actually got to do the job, they had had little to zero input on the process to that point. And what did they say about too many cooks? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It spoils yeah. the broth. Yeah. Right? Okay. And so when you get into the construction phase, all of a sudden you find that some things need to uh, be altered or adjusted or amended. Well, now you're already in the construction part. So you have either overages, and that is cost to the state. You build right. that into the cost. Right. Nobody's losing money on this. So you build that into the cost. So it costs the state more money for overages, or you have to scrap either part or the whole project. So you've lost money on that side as well. What a construction manager does is gets in from the beginning and start to finish from the very beginning of the design to the end of the last construction. He's overseeing that. And so you've got overlap. It saves time, which saves money. And then anything under the guaranteed maximum price is returned to the state as well. That's a benefit we hadn't talked about before. That's right. And so th- this project, two years ago, we, we started, we got one project underway, and it's this uh, this part that's right where the 430 and Cantrell interchange is. Mm-hmm. Not the actual interchange itself. That was done earlier, but we're going westward on that. And mm-hmm. just in the design phase alone, we've identified $7 million in savings to the taxpayer at no cost to the taxpayer. There's no investment that, Up you know, front. returns. Yeah, right. it's just doing things differently got us $7 million. And that's just the first project. Now we've widened it to take in five projects. Now we ex- uh, extended the sunset from 2022 to 2025. So it's a neat thing. Can we put you in charge of <laughs> auditing every process that our government is involved in and engaged in? Because he if we could do this in, much... He needs to be over at the highway department. He replaced Scott Bennett. The, the guy <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but that's amazing. You know, that's that's what Republicans are supposed to be doing: looking ways, looking for ways to trim waste. That's right. In government, and Absolutely. there's a perfect example of that, and that's awesome. And the highway department was in full support of this bill from from start to finish. So this this is the kind of thing that everybody once you see how it works, and if you're willing to give it a little trial balloon, which we did for two years, and we're expanding that trial. And uh, Representative Stephen Meeks who is a good friend of yours yeah. as well, uh, he, he asked, well, why not take all the brakes off of this? And right. we're, we're, that's the next step is to be able so to do that. How much do you project? Time, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. How much do you project we could see in savings from this particular program? Well, it would depend on the scale of the project. But when we're talking about, when we get into big projects, you're talking tens of millions. And that's what I'm thinking. Yes. I was trying to get you to give yeah. us a dollar figure so we <laughs> so, could go, yeah. So is, yeah. Is, there, is, there, is there a percentage of savings that you can kind of identify at this point, or is it just is it not really it's, clear enough yet? It's not clear enough because there, there are so many varying factors that are involved in these processes. But uh, it, you've... It, it all depends on the specific project, what kind of terrain you're going through, the right. soil samples, and all of those kinds of things as well. But you can identify uh, there's there's going to be a lot in every project that can be trimmed off of this. And like we say, just from one project that's half a mile long, $7 million. So, so a half, a, half a mile. 
Wow. How do you, <laughs> say, how doing how do you the spend math. half a million dollars? How do you spend seven million dollars on a half a million? Well, you've got, I mean, when you, when you get into. Just to save it. Yeah. Right? When you get into laying down the concrete yeah. and all of the, you know, you've got to cut into things. It's, yeah. it, it can get quite expensive. Yeah. It's, it's so, so basically a, what you're doing is hiring someone who knows the business. Yes. And allowing them to cut out Be involved out some in every, the, every aspect of the, the phase, every phase of the process. Yeah. yeah well. The bureaucrats we have now, but actually people know how to know what they're doing. Yeah. And, and, and uh, John Payton made a really good point. Two years ago when I brought this up in committee. Um, he was in with committee. us just a few moments yeah, there, ago. John. In, okay. in fact, John was one of, the, one of the great stories of this bill because I presented it two years ago, and he's looking at the bill, and we're going in committee, and you, that's when you do the Q&A, and, the a, and, and uh, John said, you know, the, the only can find wrong with this bill is that I'm not a co-sponsor of it. And, uh, and so when I when I filed this one, I went to John only, and I just said, hey, John, you want to be a co-sponsor on this one? He said, sign me up. Yeah, that might, so, have been, uh, that might, might have been an endorsement. Yeah, yeah. it was. But what he pointed out was that they used this method in the in the construction of the dams at Bull Shoals, Greer's Ferry, and saved hundreds of millions of dollars. This was back in the 60s, mm-hmm. you know, 50s and 60s when all of this was taking place. And so it's 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 a it's a different style of, of management that just brings it all together. And so rather than having individual uh, managers, you've got one uh, that oversees it all. All right, Carlton, before I let you go, because I know your family is waiting. If you guys get to the point where you're saving hundreds of millions of dollars, don't let them put it in the general fund. Okay. All right. That's right. Seriously, don't let give, them put it, it in the general fund. How about we fund. let them put it back in the taxpayers' pockets? That would be great. <laughs> or set it on the highways so that we don't have to that. increase that we don't taxes. Tax. Or set it on fire. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> or set it on fire. Set I don't want the government to have it. <laughs> Regardless of what we do with it, don't give it to the government. Right. Carlton Wing from over in North Little Rock, we thank you, and thank you. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Sounds great. Thank All you very much. All right. He's a great guy. He's a great conservative. We really like him here on the show. Really, I mean, as you just heard, mm-hmm. he brought forth a pro, you know something they've been using since the fifties and sixties, and for other whatever. Why reason. did we ever get away from it yeah, to begin with? That's a with. good question. Somebody, I'm just telling you, somebody made some money somewhere. Well, maybe always follow the, the money. money. Always yes. follow yes. the money. Sometimes it's hard because yeah. they hide it really well. But it's always nice to. It, yeah. We're about to, like to end a day here. Yeah. You know, I am on the power panel today, and it's just nice to close out on a good note to have a Republican that we can say, "Look what this good Republican did. He did yeah. something good for the people." So it's a happy note. To a end half on. a mile. Seven million dollars. Amazing! It's incredible. I wonder how much they'd saved on sixty-seven, one sixty-seven, between Jacksonville and Cabot. That's eight miles. Oh well, how much they could have saved on the stretch between the interstate and Hot Springs that they just uh, widened yeah. and all yeah. that work there. Who knows? And maybe they'll save a lot Probably when they start redoing the bridge over uh, the Arkansas River downtown. We're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We won't need the gas tax. Yeah, well, that would well, be I mean, nice. We don't need it now. We actually had a plan that didn't include increasing taxes, but, Julie but uh, yeah, right. Julie and Mayberry's so, bill. And so there's obviously, apparently, there's there's some some ways we can actually cut without having to actually cut. We're just cutting out right. waste. Without cutting services. Always remember, programs. always remember what President Reagan said. The closest thing to immortality we'll ever see in this lifetime is a government Government program. program. 
He was so amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really who was. would think of that? I live by that. I yeah, live by what true. he said on that. It's true. It's, absolutely it true. true. And the other thing that he said that I agree with, if I can agree with a politician on 85% of everything, then I can agree with that guy on... Enough. Enough. Yeah. That was my state rep. That was my enemy. There's some things that may not agree on, but I actually just showed him the amendment to the in-state tuition for legals bill. And I put in there to basically insert phrase that would say, look, it's okay if you're here legally, but and I actually read it. Add before the phrase for a certain amount of time receiving state tuition, excluding those who have illegally entered the United States or have overstayed their visas, or have at least one parent who have entered the U.S. country illegally or have overstayed their visa, including those who are part of the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals DACA amnesty program. And so, what I want to do is to actually put that as an amendment uh, to the bill, so that you know we can help those who are here are illegally. You're going to take that to Dan kids. Douglas? Um, well, it's going to go to the Senate, so I want to take it to Jan English, who's my happens to be my Arkansas senator. I'm going to post it online, urge people to, to contact any senator can add the amendment. Yeah, since all it's going to the Senate. need to contact everybody on Senate Education Committee. And why do we want to help people who are here illegally? But it, 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 enlighten me, because I'm not sure I understand that. Well, uh, this why some people who push this bill want to help people illegally is uh, there's an industry of... Um, Mainly the fast food industry and, and the uh, chicken plants that supply. So it's okay to break the law if it's benefiting a private business. Is that Ex- what we're saying? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Why, and, okay. and of course, the cartels benefit, and the deep state swamp people benefit, and the the, the criminals benefit, and the corrupt politicians who want cheap votes, both Democrat and Republican, because uh, oftentimes these people come in the third world, and they're a lot easier to manipulate in terms of wanting more taxes and. And so they benefit from illegal immigration, but we, the people, and most honest businesses, the vast majority of this, even those in the agriculture industry, don't hire illegals. And so it, it, it's an evil system that you know perpetuates human trafficking, the fentanyl outbreak, the heroin, the, the crack cocaine epidemic of the 90s. All that came from the open border and massive trade with Mexico. And, and in-state tuition for illegals is just encouraging that kind of evil. To Have you seen the, the backlash on the social media to this bill? Oh, I can only imagine. There is a huge backlash yeah. against this whole, this whole concept of this bill. Why, why, we're, why are we doing anything for people who are here illegally in exactly, this state? Exactly. So that's what I do is I put the amendment that, in, that kicks them out and says, since, this, you know, like I said, just deals with legal immigrants, which all were talked about, but excludes illegal this aliens. This is the way this always gets defeated. It's always run in the dark. And yep. then it has to come out sooner or later into the light. And today was the day this bill really came out into the light. It's in full view now as it heads to the Senate. It's up to you who are listening right now. And Tell them the bill number. You need to get a hold of your state senator. Get a hold of House, the Go ahead. House Bill 1684. Yeah, 1684. And you, can, and you can type it in the Arkansas legislature and track it. Uh, I'm actually looking for the education committee when they meet next. Senate education. I want to let's see if they meet Wednesday. See, this is what's so frustrating, folks. Here's what's so frustrating. We elect these people to represent us, and they run on a platform, and they promise to be all this, and then Mm. they get elected, and we have to spend all of our time on the phone and on the computer emailing and telling them, why are you doing this? Please don't do what you said you wouldn't do. We could have just elected Democrats instead. We could have. Just go ahead and call the education committee members and, uh, you know, uh, what's what's his name? Uh, Mark Johnson from Maumel. You want to call him? You're going to want to call um, 
Jane English, who's the chair. Sturch is on there from up in the po- uh, Pocahontas area. Sturch supports this? Uh, well, we well, don't he's know. He's on the committee. He's on that committee that's going to get to decide. I call Jane English. She's the chair of the committee. Who else? Republicans. Are we looking at there? Committee. I'm clicking on the committee now. Okay. Lance Eads. I don't know which party he's in. And Jim Hendren. Okay, Hendren. All right, so, and of course, we know why Jim might be behind this. He's from northwest Arkansas. Do I need to say more? Uh, so the, the bottom line is uh, call them, email them, be nice. All right? You'll, ne- you'll never catch flies with vinegar. That's what my dad really? always told Dang me. Dang it. He said, you always <laughs> use sugar. Be, be nice and and well, There's, there's and, another and thing whatever. that attracts and, flies, and, too. And get them. Yeah, <laughs> I know that. And they and they shovel a lot of it. I understand <laughs> yeah. that. They are meeting tomorrow at 10 a.m. Okay. Uh, the Education Committee. It's Call not on the now. agenda, but it's it going be, be put on there. As it things, will as be. As things close down, it will be. Called in. Uh, they'll be in room 207. Uh, you can see a live stream of the Education Committee on the Arkansas Legislative website. There's a, They'll have a little camera icon next to the agenda. I bet they'll do a voice vote on this so we can't hold them accountable for who yeah, voted for it. Might. Yeah, they you might. can yeah, also do vote. demand that they demand a roll call for that because we definitely need to know who stands on this. And then after that, it would usually go before the full Senate, so it could be on the Senate floor. Well, so we can't demand state. because we don't have any rights. Uh, you have to be a legislator to call for a roll yes, call. Yes, or to add an amendment to a bill. I have a rough draft of an amendment, but I, if I had the power to, I definitely would add it to there. Uh, but uh, instead, <laughs> you have to get a senator to add an amendment uh, similar to what I just typed up. And I've, I've posted on my Facebook live stream. I'll uh, post it on all over Facebook and send links to it on Twitter Are as well. Are you coming in tomorrow early? I think I will. I think I'll go ahead and go to that committee just to make okay. sure. Make sure if you're around to stop at my show tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Okay, I'll try bring to. Us up, bring us up to what's going on. All right, we got to get a break in. Final break here go ahead and take off. on uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. You taking off? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Have a nice evening. All right, thanks. We will thanks see everybody. You. We'll be back in just a moment. All right, back with your final segment with the Power Panel. We've had a lot of things happen today, so let's kind of recap for you if you're just joining us so you know what's going on. One, the um, 16, what is it, what's the number again, 1684. 1684, House Bill 1684 got through the House today. It's on its way to the Senate. This would give, uh, you know, in-state tuition to illegal uh, immigration. All right, we want to stop that dead in its tracks. To get it stopped now, you have to get involved. You have to call the the, the folks that are part of the Senate uh, Education Committee. You got that? Uh, um, I think I gave it to Jan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Senate Education Committee. We, yes, there yeah. we go. No, that's, that's, no, that's, the, that's, the, that's the judiciary. That's the judiciary. Right. I'm looking for it. Oh, nope. That's nope. not it either. That's Peyton. No, you messed you know, up. Maybe you, you didn't, didn't give that to give me. That maybe we didn't get it no. up. Okay. okay. Um, I can find we'll it have it here in about three minutes for you. But you need now to call the members of the Senate uh, Education Committee and tell them that this can't get out of the Education Committee. Now, and, if and everybody it, needs to call their senator, period, yeah. and tell them that we do not want this out of the – if it makes it to the floor, uh, you better vote no. Yeah, because if it makes it, it – if it passes committee, it will show up on the floor on Monday. It's incredibly fast. It'd be, it'd, yeah, it'd so be that there. means that if you if you come to our state from another state, like Texas, and you want to go to an Arkansas uh, institution of higher education, you've got to pay an out-of-state tuition fee. But if you're here illegally in America, you don't have to. 
You don't yeah. have to pay that out of state. Yeah, that's what they're so trying we, to pass. Yeah. We've got to stop that. Now, that, that doesn't mean if you're here illegally, we say you can't get in state. We want you to be able to do that. But if you are here illegally, you should not get that benefit. Okay, so the, the members of that committee are right. Jane English, okay. Joyce Elliott, mm-hmm. Eddie Cheatham, okay. Linda Chesterfield, Lance Eads, Jim Hendren, Mark Johnson, and James Sturge. I don't know who are the Republicans on that. I know I can Hendren and Sturge are. I can yeah, tell you that. Jane English is a Republican. And I, Johnson is. I think Ace Cheatham so that's is a Democrat. A Linda Chesterfield, I know, is a Democrat. Joyce Ellett is a Democrat. And I think Lance Eads is a Republican. Okay. And I'm pretty sure Jim Hendren is a Republican. Oh, yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what, 5-3 then on that, that committee. That's from 207 at 10 o'clock in the morning up here. 207, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. If you can't make it, at least call one of those people and call your state senator. Tell them to vote no. Make them tell you if it gets to the floor, I'll vote no on it. All right. And another bill that we need to, need to get people to call their representatives, or actually specifically their senators about with them. And so they need to have and that. Here it is. Here I've got the list. Here's, if you, if you are, if you want to stop, stop uh, these guys in the Senate uh, Committee, Revenue and Tax Committee from voting wrong, they need to tell them you want them to support uh, Jim. So Trent Garner, Keith Ingram, Blake Johnson, Bruce Malick, and Jason Rapert. Those yep. are the guys that you need to contact and gals and say, we want uh, Peyton's bill to pass and because if, it's good for the they people. Say, if they say it would take $12 million, you can say in the last three years alone, you all have gotten an additional $300 million. You can afford it. That's right. Absolutely. This is good for the Period. people. Except that they'll argue Cutting then the and tax say, burden on Medicaid the people, is the eating it all up. That's what they'll say. Hmm. Yeah, well, whose yeah. fault is that? Arkansas Medicaid. works. Mm, okay. Medicaid. The state does not have to accept it. What can I tell you? Mm. It all works out. I'm just saying it all comes together. It comes out of one big pot of money, a slush fund they call the general fund. I'm just, where that's they can, how it goes. Where they can go buy votes. Okay, and uh, if you get a chance, uh, call uh, Wing. Uh, Carlton, Carlton Wing from North Little Rock and say, hey, Carlton, thanks for what you came up with with roads and saving us money. You know, that, and that, that is an interesting thing to do because, you know, a lot of these legislators, they just they get hit and bombarded and they get criticized and chastised and cussed at. You know, if you get a chance. Tell the good them. guys, yeah, thank you. Appreciate, tell them doing thank the right you thing. should be thanked yeah. when they do yes, it right yeah. and cussed when right. they do it wrong. <laughs> well, I, All just, right. what, I didn't say what that. What that said, well, it depends on what you look at as cussing. All right. Jan, thanks for coming. Oh, had a blast. As always, always a pleasure. Always, always learn something. Always a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Paul. Yes, You're sir. here just about every day. Kenny's going to stop by in the uh, 2 o'clock tomorrow, tell us about the education uh, on the Senate side. And uh, we thank everybody who's been part of the show today. The uh, Bible guys are coming up. we got to get a break in. Let's do that. And uh, then we'll return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. You'll need me. Yeah, it's the final hour on a Tuesday. Time for the Bible, guys. Uh, Scott Stewart is not going to be here today, pastor of Agape Church. And instead, we'll have two of the three gentlemen here. Uh, Steve Hester is here and, and Billy May. Hester. Did I say Hester? Hester and May. I'm sorry. So, Billy or Hess and Miller, as right. the case may be. So. <laughs> Dave's, Dave's poking at us today. It sounds, like, it sounds, it sounds like a law firm. <laughs> All right. This question came to me uh, about two hours after we went off the air last Tuesday. 
And it's, it's funny at the very begin at the, end, the very end. It says, "I hope I didn't write this too soon." Well, you asked it last Tuesday for me to ask it. To, I saved it, so there I got go. it. All That's right, good. here we go. So I was listening. It says I was listening. She says yesterday, and it was that day. And both Pastor Steve and Brother Billy seemed to indicate that they had some sort of disagreement on the way that we should pronounce the name of God. I don't think that Dr. Stewart made any comment, although if he has one, I'd love to hear it as well, and we'll ask him next week. Uh, Anyway, they seemed like they wanted to avoid the discussion, but I would really like to hear what and why they are in dispute with each other over the name. It might actually help a lot of us out here trying to make our way through the many voices on the Internet. I hope I didn't send this too early, but I wanted to write this down before I forgot it. Okay, guys. All right. Do you remember what you were Mm -hmm. talking about? Absolutely, absolutely. As far as um, Scott's position, I think Scott made that known um, during the last broadcast. If not, he has in the past. Uh, He and Steve are in agreement there about the pronunciation of the name. Um I have a slightly different view, uh, but I want to caution, and I guess that's the part I'm handling is the caution here. I want to caution the division that this thing creates. Um, here is uh, the long and short. The long and short is we do not know with 100% certainty the way the Old Testament name of God was pronounced. We are doing our best from the linguistic archaeology that we can do to determine that. However... Um, there are lots of people who have, particularly when it, when it comes to the Messianic movement, I don't know what it is, we look for reasons to divide ourselves. Mm-hmm. And this has become one of those over which people divide. And here's my problem with that. What you'll end up with is people who start off still a little bit flexible and they go, well, I believe it is pronounced this way. And then someone will disagree with them. And because we were raised Greek-minded... We, do, we want to double down on that, and we end up painting ourselves into a position where we want to stomp our foot and swing our fists and say, it, it can only be pronounced this way. And we get to a point where, even if we're not saying it with our mouth, what we are indicating is that God is not going to answer our questions, that God's going to ignore us, that God's not going to answer our prayers unless we somehow hold our mouths just right and pronounce his name. This is sorcery and witchcraft. This is not relationship with God. Um, so I, that's the reason we backed off on the conversation last week is because neither one of, there are things that I am absolutely willing to argue about. There are other things that I'm simply not willing to argue about. Uh, it does not do any good. We talk about iron sharpening iron and those things that we can use to sharpen one another. That's great. We will argue is probably not the right word and it's, and it's, proper form it really is but discuss debate those things properly uh and handle them carefully but there are some things we can't be sure neither one of us can be sure now you want to talk about those various pronunciations and where they come from um yeah we can talk about it briefly just there most people will be used to hearing um um yahweh you hear pastor scott and i say it that way and that mainly comes from the idea that we Without vowel points, um, the letters of yud Hey vav Hey. if you just pronounce the letters themselves, it's Yah-Ha-Vah. So it's Yava, and it's and that kind of came into English as Yahweh. Yahweh. And so okay. that's without the vowel points. However, we have records and other scriptural evidence, not scriptural evidence, uh, post-biblical evidence, where the, when people did write down, uh, the name, it sounds very similar to how the Jehovah Witnesses say it, but there, we know that there is no J in Hebrew, and so this, the other pronunciation, which Billy leans towards, which is Yahovah. 
um, and, and that one is with the vowel points. The, and the truth is um, we, we really don't know because there are about four, I think, maybe five different ways you can pronounce yes. those consonants. Uh, and and so we don't know for sure. And I've I've heard it taught that the rabbis did that purposefully um, to keep the real name hidden, the real pronunciation hidden. And for those who don't know, the Jewish people will not pronounce either name of what Scott and I said, and some will not even say the four letters in sequence. They will not say Yud Hey Vav Hey together. Uh, they say what is known as Hashem, and in Hebrew that means the name because they don't want to mispronounce or abuse or just throw God's name around and violate the commandment that says you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. So that's the the tradition of Hashem, and I'm kind of okay with all of them. Yeah. Um, and, and, and because I, I, I passed Do you that, think there's any, any problem with eternal significance because you might be pronouncing the name wrong. No, nope. what if, what if I said no to you, deal. what if I said to you, Isa? And why did? That's the Arabic way in which you pronounce Jesus. Okay. So there are people in um, in the Middle Eastern countries who are coming to salvation through Isa. They don't know Jesus. They don't know Yeshua. They mm-hmm. don't know Jesus. They know Isa. They know in their language and I just, that's just one of those things that you're, it's but that's not just worth. that's just my point. My right. point is, if it has no eternal significance, right? What's but there because there the are some deal. that believe that though. Yes, there there are some who will say unless you actually pronounce his name, you are actually failing to keep the commandment, and you are misusing his name by failing to pronounce his name. They take it that far. Well, yeah. you rabbi should have told us. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I think I made this point last week, Sorry. and I make this point often. Uh, when I have this discussion with people, um, please never believe that man is capable of undoing the plans of God. If God had wanted that name preserved perfectly for us, he would have that name us. would have been preserved perfectly for us. He chose to let that slip into a bit of ambiguity. Um, I don't know why that was his choice, but he chose, at least here in the Gentile yeah. world, for that to be true. And we won't know, we'll know either in the end times. Or we'll know, we won't know until the millennial reign the actual pronunciation. Yeah. Because I, I believe it will, if it has been saved and hidden by the rabbis, I believe it will come forth in the end uh, when, when temple things get reinstituted. If not, then it will come when Messiah comes and declares it. All right, Steve's here, and Billy's here, and they're willing to take your questions. These are questions that have already been sent to us. Uh, if you want to send a question right now, it's Bible Guys at salemlr.com that's bibleguys at salemlr.com or you can just call us we like talking to people absolutely 8230965 yeah we've everybody's taking up the uh, sending them to us on email so yeah. but that's okay yeah all right since we were talking about future events future times eschatology we'll get to that here in this question what would be your suggestion? Remember, this is the same gentleman that was talking to us about should he be dating an unbeliever. Mm. Okay. Here he comes back, but he okay. wants more clarification. What would uh, be your suggestion for a potential mate? Would it be okay to agree on most things, or do we need to be on point in every area? <laughs> Go to farmers.com. You know, <laughs> no, I'm yeah. just, that's kidding. 
Just kidding. Well, first, um, <laughs> if you look in the area where Paul's dealing with the widows, um, he, he says that if she's young and enough to remarry, then, then she should remarry and then have children. But then he qualifies that and says, but only in the Lord. Uh, and in order to have a relationship with somebody, they have to believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Jesus as the Messiah. You, that's If not, then you are actually becoming unequally yoked, as we were warned against. Now, you need to um, be as close doctrinally as possible, yep. um, because if not, it will cause strife. I know families who have different backgrounds. I knew one that was a um, Jehovah's Witness, and the other one uh, was a Catholic, and neither one of them would let their families take their kids to the other services because they didn't believe in the others, and so then the kids grew up without God, without religion. Then they blew, then they even blew, worse. Than yep, the they grew thing. up tainted against uh, anything um, of God, so you have to be as close as possible doctrinally, otherwise you will ultimately do what the Baptists and the Pentecostals do, and you'll sit around and fight about things, or the Catholics and the Methodists, and you'll sit around in your home and fight about things. So you need to be as unified as possible on um, on everything that won't cause those kind of fights. You really do. Yeah, and and there's a we have often talked about knowledge of God and relationship with God being progressive in nature. Um, even if you find someone, even if you find a potential spouse that. Everything we talk about, we just absolutely agree on spiritually right now. That's not likely to be true in two years or five years or ten years. Uh, people grow at different rates. Uh, just like kids have growth spurts, uh, spiritually you'll, you'll have growth spurts in dry times, and one of you will outgrow the other one, and, and then you'll, those roles will change, and they'll catch up or surpass you and that sort of thing. So if you're, if you're banking on finding someone who is exactly where you are and believes exactly what, what you believe and, and holds all the weird uh, idiosyncrasies that you good luck. Um, and by the way, 10 minutes after you're married, that won't be true anymore. So um, as, as when it comes to core fundamental beliefs, yeah, uh, we, we got to believe that Jesus is the way. The truth. No one approaches the Father but by Him. Yeah. But when we want to talk about, start talking about the little things, you know, do I wear a tzitzit or not? Do I wear tassels or not? Do I do this? Do I do that? Um, a lot of that traditions that mm-hmm. we've written for ourselves, uh, those things are negotiable. Yep. Um, I don't know a household where they're not negotiable, and period. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know a household where those are not negotiable. So. Okay, so before we go to break, mm-hmm. last question from this gentleman, and his name is Remington. Do you think the Antichrist is already alive and waiting to be revealed? Hmm. Well, we have to know what that is first. <laughs> uh, it's, that's just one of those things. Um, I, I go um, uh, with regards to things like the name. Um, I, I have an opinion on it, and I do think that we are rapidly approaching, and I, if where I think we're at on the timetable is accurate, uh, then yes. Uh, then this individual and or system is alive and and being being probably pretty close to being implemented uh, but also at the same time i 'm not so uh, dogmatic or foolish to think that I have it all figured out because I might be on my deathbed in thirty years or forty years, and the lord hasn 't returned yet and i 'll go oh guess I got that guess one. I got that guess one I that one got that wrong I guess Paul had that sort of moment right yeah in his early days where he was preaching imminent return, and as he got nearer to the end, he went eh, maybe not quite yeah. so imminent. Yep. So I, I grew up in and around the church where 
They thought it was all going to happen within 40 years of Jerusalem being retaken. A guy wrote a book called 88 Reasons Why Jesus Come Back in 88. So um, as the plan begins to unfold, uh, we just have to watch it and see. Yeah. But it's. I do think that we're getting pretty close. And part of it is, and there's a verse in the Bible, that the Lord doesn't want to see anybody. That's right. He's patient. He's, yeah. And it is the will of God that none should be lost. He tarries. So, you know, nobody knows. Jesus don't know. The only person who knows is God himself. Yep. And there's a lot of people getting excited. he ain't telling anybody. There's a lot of people getting excited (laughs) about, um, you know, Trump's peace plan. It's supposed to come out and what this may signify. But I would remind people of a young, charismatic new leader that came on the scene in 1993 named Bill Clinton who signed a seven-year peace treaty with yeah. the Israelis and the Palestinians that was going to end in the year 2000, and nothing yeah, was, came about it. Was, uh, who was that? Uh, uh, what's his name from Egypt? And I can't. And they killed him. I can't uh, think of his no, name. No, no, no. That was, um, you're thinking, that was the one in 70 with Anwar Sadat, I believe. That was... Okay. Yeah, he was that. That was when they made peace in the late 70s with Jimmy Carter. It was um, um, Rabin, the Jewish prime minister is the one who got killed in 1994, mm-hmm. a year and a half later after making peace. Yeah, right. it was with that peace agreement was with um, Yasser Arafat in '93. That was so. It's so funny you're talking about Rabin because I just watched seven days at, at Tempe uh, over the weekend, talking about uh, when the Mossad went in and got the hostages back at Entebbe Airport, and uh, those names that they mentioned. Who was the head of yeah, yeah, Yasser? Mm-hmm. Now, of course, was. The head of Israel at that time, and he, was he going to say yes? And then who was the head of the military? And all those great names that yeah. came up. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was really it was. I get into that kind of stuff. Yeah. I find that stuff very cool. All yeah. right, let's take a quick break. It's uh, about twenty-one minutes after five. When we come back, let's talk about Peter, James, and John. Hmm, good question coming up here mm. on the Dave Ellswick Show. The Bible guys are here waiting for your questions. On uh, 101.1 FM, the answer. All right, so let me just tell you that in the next half hour, we're depending on you to call 8230965, or you can email at BibleGuys at SalemLR.com, and you'll get your questions. This is the last question we had pending, so here we go. Question for the Bible Guys, Mark 9, verses 2 through 10. How do Peter, James, and John know it's Elijah and Moses appearing to Jesus? They didn't have pictures of Elijah and Moses uh, to say who they were. Well, that was their Facebook account. <laughs> <laughs> check their Facebook status, right. find out where they were at. Right, find out where they were at. You know, Moses checked in on Mount, you know. Yeah, anyway, there bad, you go. Bad joke. Um the we really don't know. I would imagine that they identified themselves, um, or there was some traditional description uh, that was carried down, uh, or maybe when they showed up, uh, Jesus went, "Hey, that's Moses and Elijah." Yeah. Um, or like I said, they identified themselves. Um, that's really about it. And even though that's not recorded for us, that's not outside of how things are recorded for us by the Jewish people. So. They just didn't record, but they knew who it was. Mm-hmm. Right. And the and, Spirit and, of God could have just revealed as soon as they saw it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Right. And, uh, they just knew. Right. We don't know We don't know how long the conversation took. We don't know what was said during this conversation. I mean, they didn't just show up and immediately disappear. Um, that's not what happened here. There's there's obviously 
something going on mm-hmm. between the Messiah and uh, Moses and Elijah. Uh, so whatever that, the contents of that conversation, uh, whatever took place there, uh, A, was enough for them to identify who it was, and B, had some purpose. Yep. This is just one of those points where Scripture did not deem that it was important for us to know yeah. what happened there. Now, so well, it doesn't... Elijah it doesn't did have a specific prayer shawl that he wore known as his mantle. It's, re- right. it's recorded for us as his mantle, and it fell when he ascended and Elisha, Elisha picked it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's also, according to Jewish tradition, that mantle was kept next to the altar of incense, and that's what Zechariah saw when he went into the temple was when the angel was standing next to the altar to declare his son John would end up being coming in the spirit of Elijah, that he was standing where uh, Moses' prayer shawl was. So it was also probably known what that prayer shawl looked like, so that he probably had that on in the spirit realm as well. Okay. That's a good question. It is. It is. Um, But there is, you could then inquire about why this event and and something else that people will use this story as a gotcha of inconsistency of the Bible. And this where um, if you are an exact, precise, uh, to the jot and tittle, down to the one thousandths of, um, of an inch person, you might want to turn off your radio. Because Matthew and Mark record this as an event that says Jesus said some will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Well, immediately all three of these Gospels record that the very next thing recorded was this event, the transfiguration. Right. But Matthew and Mark recorded as it happened six days later, and Luke recorded eight. it was eight days later. Yep. Well, so, now he actually records it as about right. eight days he later. He says about eight days. About eight days later. People so. will go, see, the Bible's not consistent. No. It's no. like, no, it's just they're not that concerned about the specific time. You ask me about dates, and I might say, you know, that was about this time. Right. Well, and, and I could be a couple weeks off, in fact. And remember that Luke is not writing from a first-hand account. That's Luke right. is recording other people's accounts. And, you know, he, he talks to the guys, and they go, well, you know, I think it was six days. Well, I thought it was. Yep. I thought it was like... After Sabbath, a week later, and he goes, okay, well, the best I can figure out is about eight days. Right. Um, so, and For those who don't know, these are the synoptic, and they are all, their foundation is actually Mark. And then Luke built off Mark, Matthew built off Mark, and I'm sure that Luke went, oh, well, this guy says six, and this guy says eight. So Let's get to the news. We'll be back. I'm back with you, and uh, Billy Miller's here. Steve is here as well. And what did I, did I call you the wrong name earlier? You called me Hester. Okay. And me may. I think you were just so, goofing off. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I there's no telling. There's so <laughs> much going on here right now that I screw up. So um, we went through all of our questions. Nobody has called in. Nobody has emailed us. Um, what are some of the big questions that people tend to have uh, between uh, a typical Greek view? Of of biblical stuff. Now I heard. By the way, my my pastor went did a nice job Sunday. We had uh, we had communion mm-hmm. on Sunday, and he did a great job making sure everybody understood understanding that it was Passover right. that they, they were celebrating, but they had the cup. Mm. I think he was listening to you guys when oh, yeah. you were doing we were this. Uh, there you go. You know, yeah. and talked about how important the cup was mm-hmm. and the symbolism of the cup and uh, and helped everybody understand why Christ said, you know, this is my body, you know, this is my blood, and in, in, in all of those things. Right. 
Explain, Billy, I'm going to ask you. I know you're just getting ready to say something. I, I caught you right in the middle of it. Explain to the listeners that that is one uh, observance that we will continue That's in right. heaven. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus specifically said that I, we will, I will not do this, I will not drink this with you until I drink it with you anew in the kingdom. And so when, when you read about the marriage supper of the Lamb, we are actually having the fullness of the Passover Seder. That's the marriage supper. Because you have to go back to fully understand, if you want to understand prophecy, you have to understand the Jewish wedding ceremony and everything that took place that night. And what we were being offered as the body of Christ, as the bride of Christ, uh, was to be um, his bride. And he, when he offered that cup and we accept it, then we become his bride. Mm-hmm. But what happens in the, um, in the ceremony with the, uh, in the first century was that would be offered by the groomsmen, and if the bride took it, then the groom would go to his father's house and prepare a place for he and his bride. And then when the father said it was time, then he would tell his son to go get his bride. And that's why we don't know. That's the allusion to the day or the hour only the father knows because the father's the one who told the son to go get. Uh, so then they would go, they would have the ceremony, and then they would have a seven-day celebration, um, wedding celebration, if you will. Um, and that's what's going to happen when the father in heaven tells his son to go get his bride. He's going, there's trumpets are going to be blown. There's going to be people shouting that the groomsman's coming. We are going to be caught up with him, and we are going to go into the marriage supper of the Lamb. And we will keep and celebrate it in that context of what that whole ceremony was about. So. And this is what we miss, right? Yep. When we when we do, we, we we divide ourselves from think he our just said, Jewishness. He, we think he just said, "Hey, Peter, go get me some bread and wine." Right, uh, and, and that yeah, uh, that was the point I was going to make a while ago. There are uh, Passovers coming up uh, April the nineteenth. Yep, um, I think Easter may even be that weekend. It's the twenty first. Is yep. it that weekend? Um, I'll reserve comment there because I've gotten myself in trouble. But Passover is coming up soon. Uh, there are, I guarantee you, Passover celebrations going on around you somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you owe it to yourself yeah. to experience that at least once in your lifetime. And by the way, once you've experienced it once, you will likely want to do it again. Yeah. Um, but seek well, that out. You'll understand that it's not just talking about, you know, the Jews moving from slavery. Right, right. right. I, I'm not doing. I can't. I can't offer my own home because I'm not doing that in my home this week, this year. But uh, seek that out. Um, the yeah, the some, old congregation that, that I used to pastor puts one on every. Yeah, I haven't seen them advertise. They don't do it on the actual night because that's for your family. Right. But they will be doing one for the community sometimes, sometimes throughout that week. week. So you can right. go to Facebook and look for the Kihilop webpage. I don't and know. Find it. I was. I was trying to sit here and think whether or not they had already posted the date, I and I don't it. think it's up yet. Mm-hmm. But. Um, yep, Kihila Yisrael uh, on Facebook. Um, I'm sure we're still both attached there, so if you're having a hard time spelling that, you can find yeah. our Facebook pages and then uh, pivot from there to theirs. Uh, if it's not posted yet, it soon will be, and it, you really do owe it to yourself to to go and, and witness that and experience that. And uh, The first understand. time we did one at your church, Dave, a couple years ago, literally had a woman come up to us in tears. Yeah. And just said, where has this information been my whole life? Uh, you know where she's at now, don't you? I do know. She goes to Agape. Oh, does she? Oh, see her out there. Yeah. Okay. Goes to Agape. I'll have to look for it. Yeah, it's, um, um, 
it really will open your eyes to the fullness of uh, of what the gospel is. Uh, and, Pastor and we Scott, miss a lot of that. I'm just we did. Being honest. Yes, I understand that. Pastor Scott did a series on the gospel, um, and he's going to come back to it, I think, after Passover. Uh, and he was trying to explain to people to understand that the gospel is mentioned before the death, burial, and resurrection. You ask anybody what the gospel is, and they will tell you it's the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But yet... Jesus told the apostles before his death, burial, and resurrection to go right. and preach the gospel. Um, and the gospel is actually a picture of what was happening at the transfiguration. The fullness of the kingdom of God is what was coming in the picture of the king, the law, and the prophet. Uh, and that's ultimately what the kingdom will be in its fullness. Not, I know this sounds like I'm diminishing, but not just what Jesus did, but it's the fullness of God's plan that he started with Abraham. That's the fullness of the gospel, and it includes the prophets and the Mo- and Moses. Uh, I'll just tell you, if you go through Passover and celebrate a meal with somebody, mm-hmm. uh, your whole view mm-hmm. of that will completely change. And then there's one question that will pop up in your mind. I guarantee it. How are the Jews not seeing this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, seriously, it, yeah. it, 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 it just bewilders me, the, but then the Bible says they've been blind. The them. answer to that question is the same answer that um, you get when you go, how does the modern church not see this? Mm-hmm. Um, it, for the same reason. We, we've, For starters, um, we've been taught from a biased point of view, and by and large, we don't spend the time to do the study and, and look at other opinions and other viewpoints and what the original language said to be, uh, for yeah. ourselves. Um, if you if your entire exposure to the Bible um, comes from the mouth of a man standing behind a pulpit, then you will, in the long run, end up with whatever it is he believes. Mm-hmm. Um, you have got to crack that book up. I know it's intimidating. I know it's a big book. You've got to crack it open for yourself. And by the way, if you really want to know what it says... It's a great place that you could go to learn this information. <laughs> there is a place on the Internet that's really... Yeah, really easy, easy to access. Access all that information. Yeah. You can watch these courses on your iPhone, your iPad, your computer, AmericanInstitute.org. For the information that you get, these are cheap courses. And if you don't want a full-fledged degree, you can just audit the classes for a fourth of the price and just get the information for basically the equivalent of four bucks a lecture. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't start that off to be an advertisement. Well, but I sure took go. advantage of it. To you, throw the, you throw the softball out, somebody got to hit sure. it. Right? Here's but, the key. Uh, it's important it is super to know important. that. It really is. You've got um, to understand Jewish culture. And, and as custom. we get closer and closer to the imminent arrival of mm-hmm. our Lord, um, the word is clear that if he hadn't cut the time short, even the elect would be fooled. Um, you're going to have to know what that book says mm-hmm. so that when some guy shows up performing miracles and just goes, well, I'm not exactly what you were expecting because your expectations are off a little bit. Um, when when Satan tempted the Messiah, Jesus did not look at him and go, I have the authority to tell you to get lost. What he said was, it is written. That's right. Uh, when you are tempted in that day, you need to be able to look at people and go, it is written yeah. whenever you're tempted. The question that was asked about the when is the anti-Messiah, Antichrist, is he, is he alive? Uh, Jesus warned us about those times, I think four times in Matthew 24 of the Olivet Discord, not to be deceived. And what Billy, the other scripture that Billy was alluding to, 
um, is that it's even possible that those who know will be deceived. We've even yeah. in our discussions that we have this Bible study that we've been doing about the end times that that we even even ourselves will be sitting there. This will this will be so strong that we will even look at it and go, "Is this possible?" Yeah, it will be that strong of a delusion. The it Bible is going says. to be an amazing deception. Yep. It has to be. Yep, and and if you're not, and, and for those who are, let's just say, if you are super dogmatic about the rapture theory, what if you're wrong? And I'm telling you that if it is wrong, there's a lot of people that are going to be, they're going to lose their faith, and they're going to believe the deception because they bought what their preacher said, they didn't study it out for themselves, or they didn't entertain the idea that they could have been wrong about their theology. Yeah. And that's why that's the Jewish important. people don't see him, because they believed their theology was more correct when God himself came in the flesh, walked among them, did everything that the prophets said he would do, and they didn't believe him. Well, I've had people ask me, they've heard me on the air with you guys now for, what, a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And they go, well, why are you buying into all of that, Dave? You know, you went to Southwestern Theological Seminary and yada, yada, yada. And it's very simple. I look at what I was taught at seminary. I look at what you all have taught me. And I can tell you what makes sense and what Mm -hmm. makes no sense. Mm -hmm. What What's put together with baling wire and (laughs) what's solid. Right. That's why I'm not a premillennialist anymore. Right. And so this kind of goes back to the question we had earlier about the name of God. Um, I will entertain your opinion, but at the end of the day, if it is just your opinion mm-hmm. and I can't go, where's that in Scripture? Mm-hmm. Um, then it's maybe some interesting discussion, but that's all it is. I cannot build a faith position on your opinion. Um, my my faith position has to be built on the Word of God, regardless of what some very popular people are saying on the Internet these days. Um, yes, the, the Word of God can be trusted. Um, yes, it has to be the foundation because it's all we've got left. Um, it, you know, Jesus is not walking around in the flesh right now dictating new Scripture to us. That is not no. what he did. Nor that was did not he his show plan. up later and, and add some books and... And gold plates and stuff. It just didn't I'm pretty, right. I'm pretty didn't sure happen. Paul said, if anyone comes, that's right. or angels, that's right. or even I that's right. show up trying to t- teach you something other than what I've already taught you, don't listen. That's right. May I be accursed, is what he yeah. said. Don't listen. And you have to have that level of humility that the Apostle Paul himself said he recognized that the Spirit of God was all over what he was doing at that moment. And he said, if I come back right. and teach you something different than I've taught you right now, then I've been deceived. Do not believe the next me that comes. That's right. And that's, that's part of why we were talking about um, even the elect could be deceived. That's part. We have to acknowledge the fact that Paul, through those words, acknowledged the fact that even he might someday be deceived. If the Apostle Paul has to acknowledge the fact that he could be deceived, I have to acknowledge that in my own life. Yep. And, and I think that, about all the things he saw. Yeah, absolutely. And all the things that he did. Yep. He yep. saw the manifestation of God through him. Yep. God has never knocked me down on the road and blinded me and then spoken to me. <laughs> I haven't I had that. wish he would, because so, not you personally. No, you I, just, I meant me. You, you wish he'd mute you. me is what you no, would. No, 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 no. I meant Make me. Boy mute. Now, do uh-huh. you guys believe that, that Paul was taken and taught specifically by Jesus? Um, no. no, there's I don't no see evidence, evidence for that. For that. Yeah. Yeah. No, he alludes to it, though. Well, he alludes to going away and learning, but ah, yeah, when he goes to the, when he says he knew a man that went to the third heaven, is that the part? Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, um, I, 
Man, it's really hard to say that, yes, I think Paul was caught up or raptured into that realm. Um, it's possible because that's what the Scripture looks like at the Lutz. Just the way he preached yeah. makes me think that. Well, yeah. but you have to understand who he is before he is I understand Paul. what um, he believed. He was already you know, a very powerful a rabbi preacher. And, Absolutely. And, and whatnot. But this is a guy that was shipwrecked so many times, mm-hmm. bitten by snakes, yeah. bit, beaten by people, whipped by people. And he never missed a beat. Right. Yeah. Well, I and look, here's one of those positions, and please no one, yeah. let's find out whether or not my mission on earth is done. But I have said many times, uh, I am a man of God, currently in the will of God, doing the work of God. Until God is done with me, I, you can put a gun to my head and pull the trigger. It, unless God is done with me, it will have no effect. And God was not done with Paul That's right. in that moment. So it didn't matter what happened. I was like, look, um, God's not done with you. You're my appointed vessel to, to go and deliver this word, so move along. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't care that you got bit by a snake. Move along. I don't care that you got shipwrecked. Move along. i got stuff for you to go do. Is, yeah. it, is, is, it, is it tradition or is it just myth or what? Uh, that was uh, Nero, yes. the, uh, Caesar, yes. that uh, took Paul's head. Uh, I believe that is traditionally because around that time period is when he was in Rome. I think Nero died around 63 or 64. And um, I think it was around somewhere around 59 to 60 is when Paul returned back to Jerusalem. And then he was headed on his way to Rome for that trial. Uh, And I believe it was him and Peter both that has believed that that happened under Nero. Okay. And for for the history buffs, as far as prophecy, um, Nero's name in Hebrew means 666. For those who Uh-oh, really want to messing with theology, if I, if I want to really mess with some people's theology. Part of uh, Revelation is history. That's right. Yes, it is. You know, yes, it is. I mean, John says that. Yep. You the know? things that were, the things that are, and the things they that will, will be. be. That's right. That's past, present, future. If you ask me, yep. You know, so that's where my premillennialist part, you know, gets kind of shaky on that. And I, that's why I say I'm a pan-millennialist. There you go. I will tell you. It will all pan out. I, I know we're, we're coming up on a break, but I'll give you yeah, some things that will help you understand the scriptures and prophecy, something that, that I've been wrestling with for a few years now. But I'll explain it when we come back. Okay. That's coming up. Stick around. We'll be back here from the Capitol. Okay, a little uh, housekeeping real quickly before we do our final segment. I'll be back tomorrow at 2 o'clock right here at the Capitol. Thursday, Shane Stacks will be filling in for me in studio. And then on Friday, Robert Steinbach will be filling in for me in studio, just so uh, you be aware of what's going uh, going on. Right now, though, let's uh, finish up our broadcast today with the Bible guys. Uh, Pastor Scott is not here today. He'll see you on Sunday at 10 o'clock. That's right. All right, at Agape Church. Uh, and do you have any idea what he's preaching on? He's doing a series right now called Spirit Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And it's it's about how to fight in the spirit realm using the scripture and prayer and all kinds of things like that. This past week he, he dealt specifically with using the scripture. That's what Jesus used when he was tempted and that we need to get as much scripture in our mind as possible for when we become tempted, just like Jesus was tempted, that we fight like Jesus fought and that we use the scripture to fight back the enemy. All right. That sounds uh, very good. Let's uh, talk a little bit more about the school, because that's a good way to get some of that scripture put in your brain. Yep. And uh, I know a lot of us don't want to go back to school, but let me just tell you, when you start hearing the truth and mm-hmm. understanding 
uh, maybe some of the things that you thought something meant, uh, you find out that you were wrong, and it changes your whole perspective of things. Scripture says to study to show thyself approved. Mm -hmm. And according to the rabbis, that study is actually one of the highest forms of worship. Right. And the Bereans uh, in Acts 17 said that they searched the scriptures to see what Paul was preaching to them, see if it was true. So you have to have a scriptural foundation uh, in order to understand this whole story. You have to know it, and you have to research and study it and find out what's going on. Um, And one of the things that I, I always like to use to help people understand is because we often reference and say things like Western culture, Greek minded and all of that. And it's true that we think very differently than the writers of the Bible thought and wrote. And one of the things, and I have no problems with different views, um, with interpretation of some historical context things, some futuristic type things, because there's something in Hebrew um, known as chiasm. We call it parallelism. And what that means is um, we read something in the Scripture and we say, that's it, it's absolute. But then the very next verse would say something very different that might sound um, a little odd but yet it's actually saying the same thing. Right. And if we can understand and grab the idea that what I was alluding to with um, um, Nero being, meaning 666, is I will tell you that the book of Revelation was written to the people in the first century to deal with the trials and tribulations that was coming upon them when the Romans would come in and ransack Jerusalem um, and destroy the temple as Jesus prophesied what happened within that generation and people right now are jumping up and down and going but no that means the generation that begin to saw these signs that's what Jesus is really referring to and I will say to you yes absolutely the answer in Hebrew oftentimes to two different answers two different questions is yes that both are true and and I will tell you that the book of Revelation had a fulfillment in the first century and it will have a fulfillment in the end and you have to use the stories you don't have to get down to the dot, the period, the comma, the quotations to be that exact. And example would be uh, um, the Passover was a story of how God delivered his people from Egypt, and it was a picture of how God was going to ultimately deliver his people from the Egypt of the world from sin. Mm-hmm. So it was one story, two fulfillments. And I believe the prophecy is that way, and I don't know that we should as I was talking about the Antichrist earlier, just get to the point where we say, that's it, that's it, that's it, because when it happens, we'll ultimately know. We have parallels, parallel stories that happened with Antiochus in 167 uh, that Daniel was alluding to in Jerusalem. So look at the stories, look at what happened, and then you will begin to understand when it unfolds. And you you will understand Psalms a lot better. You will understand some of the prophets a lot better if you can understand parallelism. It's very important. I'll just tell you this. When the sky rolls back like a scroll, <laughs> get on your knees. Yeah. I don't think you're going to be able not to get right. on your knees. <laughs> you won't have much of a choice. Yeah. Like every knee will bow at that. Yeah, I, uh, I agree wholeheartedly uh, with that. Again, I, let me ask one last question. We've got about 40 seconds here, Steve and Billy. Uh, which, where should a person start with the school? Well, we, we've actually got it structured um, that the, the semesters are laid out for you because we build you up to a place where as you finish your associates, which is the foundational, uh, then you can, you'll be able to take a path if you are a teacher, a pastor, a missionary, or whatever. So the, each semester is basically laid out for you. Okay, so... The choices really are whether or not you want to do it for an accredited degree or you just want the information. And what's the address again? AmericanInstitute.org. American, American, American Institute, Institute. Mark. dot O R 
G. We're out of time. We'll be back to do this again Tuesday next week. And then uh, I'll be back to do it at 2 o'clock tomorrow right here from the Capitol, the Dave Ellswick Show. Guys, thanks for coming. Thanks, Bill. Have a great evening. Thanks.